So anyways, matcha green tea frappuccinos that you get at Starbucks are so much better in China because in America, all matcha and green tea things are just like a little gritty. And this um. might be because I live in the middle of the Midwest. Literally dab smack in the middle of the country. We don't get nothing good. But this green tea frappuccino, not great. Oh, bro, that's so sad. Oh, I yes. mean, it's very tasty, but it still has a grittiness oh, to yeah, it. Oh, yeah, that grit. And that's why I was all like, oh, no, I don't like green tea things. But then I had, like, green tea ice cream and green tea frappuccinos, and I'm like, I'm going to live on this for the rest of my life. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Just like you. Just like you. You're just like me. You're just like me. It's something anyone can see. A heart that beats, a voice that speaks the truth. Yes, I am a girl like you. Hi, I'm Ted. I, I'm Ray. <laughs> and this is Barbie Slaps. It has only been three, two and a half months since our last episode. We released one on October 31st. Yes. So it's been a little over two months but by the time this is edited and released it'll be closer to like two and a half months three months so the holidays right am i right um the also also it's seasonal also, depression um i think we can all attest to the fact that it's been a rough one it's been a it's been a a, a tough time for us all 2020 more like 20 no thanks oh uh, uh, <laughs> anyways i've watched this film mm. that we are going to talk about today oh. something like four and a half times in the last two and a half months or so yeah yeah we we tried guys we can't we kept trying and then we were like we can't, we can't do it but here we are we we're are doing it. it the recording is happening that means there's a podcast we still have a podcast. We still have a podcast. And also, it has been a year since we started this, which is very exciting. Oh, yeah. Uh, on the on the Twitters, I got a little message, and it was all like, happy one year anniversary. And I was like, oh, thank you, Twitter. <laughs> I think our Twitter is much more popular than our podcast, which is wild to me. I, mm, I don't... It doesn't seem like we have listeners, but we do have listeners. I don't believe I, you. I checked the stats. <laughs> Are you out there? Are you listening? Can you hear me? Can you hear us? But yeah, people just keep following the Twitter and I'm like, I'm glad you like gay Barbie posts because that's what I am here for. Exactly. But yeah, so we're here to talk to you about Barbie. Today only. One time only. <laughs> One time. special deal. <laughs> Two for one, because each of us are only worth, like, half a person. Our movie today for Barbie Slaps, episode nine, seven, two. <laughs> God, I know that the episodes are numbered. I have never paid attention to it. I don't Excellent. know. So we are covering the 12 Dancing Princesses. Yay! Um, I am currently Googling... I am currently eating sushi. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyways, this is a 2006 film. Excellent. I wanted to know that information. Who was the director? Oh, uh, Terry Klassman. Klassen. And Greg Richardson. Um, I might have notes on that. Uh, I, I don't know. Guys, I took these notes so long ago. <laughs> so we watched this movie back in November, I assume. I don't remember. Uh, anyways, 12 Dancing Princesses. 
I love this movie. And I'm glad, because we also rewatched it yesterday, so I've only seen this movie twice in the past two and a half months. Sir! <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, Ted's attacking the cat currently. Why are you he's, committing crimes? He's committing crimes. He has to go... <laughs> Hello, Pigeon. Oh. So, guest podcast. Guest podcast. So, 12 Dancing Princesses, as a child to me, didn't have a lot of plot. And I think it's just because it's a lot of dancing. So, it was harder for me to latch onto the plot. But now I've seen it very recently twice. And it does have a very good plot. And they do develop all 12 girls very good. We were watching oh. it yesterday, and I was like, God, how many how many girls are there? How many daughters? Eight? I was like, it's fucking 12. <laughs> you dumb bitch. What are you talking about? Anyways, there's 12 daughters and one dad, and he is devoted. And also, that's probably why the mother died. Actually, we have a theory that the mother probably... I don't know, because one of the triplets that's the youngest is a redhead. <laughs> and that's not, like, genetically possible, for one child to be a redhead, they're either all redheads or none of them are redheads. Oh, right, because the redhead gene mixes. Yeah, the redhead gene okay. is like a mutation. Right. I so don't either know. Either she was unfaithful or she was a second <laughs> wife. But I, th she wasn't, I know, but like, <laughs> maybe. Anyway, she definitely gave birth to twins and then birth to triplets, and that's what killed her. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're getting spicy. My mother had a daughter, had a child, and then she was all like, they were like, okay, uh, no more, please. And then she had another one, and they were like, okay, for reals, please stop. Please, oh, no. don't do that again. And she was like, oh, okay. Oh, because childbirth is really rough yeah. on the body, especially then. She gave birth to 12 children. The triplets did her in, <laughs> is all I am saying. So we open up to this primager-like man talking to their dad, the okay. king. Can we talk about how that's literally just the Preminger model? Like, it's not. The, are you sure? Yes. The face the face is very different, uh, but it's the hair. It's the pompous hair. I don't think so, because what I was noticing was that he was more expressive than everyone else in the film, that he had more facial <laughs> animation. So they just used the Preminger model? I'm pretty could. sure they that did even if it's it. not exactly... Right, clearly it's not exactly it, but I think that they used a lot of the same rigging so that he could, you know, Look like make those faces. He never shows up again. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, he's uh, talking to the king and he's all like, I am from a neighboring kingdom. My wife, the qu my queen wife and I would like to invite your daughters to a ball. Blah, blah, blah. You know, royal people. I, he's not a king. He's just a messenger guy. Oh, he's just inviting him to the yes, other kingdom? Yes, I think so. Okay. And then the daughters all show up and they're all rambunctious and some of them have bugs and some of them are dancing and they're all talking loudly. And he's all like, actually, never mind. Because <laughs> his daughters are improper or something. Um, but anyways, they're... Oh, my notes say, their dad is young and hot, oh. and he sure has a lot of kids that he loves. <laughs> Apparently, I... November Me thought their dad was hot. Yeah, I'm, I don't know what November You was on. <laughs> I don't either, because that was... That was just a dad. I think it was about his face model. Right. You they, were talking about how he's definitely got a different model mm -hmm. as opposed to like a lot of the other kings and queens who are all just the same. But November me just thought he was a dilf. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh. Princesses. More like wild animals. That's what the man says as he leaves. Uh <laughs> Uh, that man, the ambassador of Belovia, it's in my notes. Oh. He is voiced by Jonathan Holmes. Uh, this is his first Barbie movie, but he'll be in some more. 
Fun fact, in the credits for Barbie Spice... Well, for Spice Barbie Squad. Spice... I can't say it. For Barbie Spy Squad. You can say it. I can't say it. Spy Squad. Anyways, they spelled his name wrong in the credits. Oh, no. That's rough, sir. I would like it to be noted for the for the people that Ray also has their dad is young and hot. No, I, I'm certain that you said that and I wrote it down verbatim. No, you, you didn't put it quotes. You did not I, put quotes. I did not put it in quotes. That's true. Therefore, it is your own thoughts and your own will. I, I wouldn't say that. Anyways, I want to notate that the three little girls all have distinct personalities and interests, but it is the exact same three little girl personalities that they always use for every single movie. <laughs> so whenever they have three little sisters, it's the exact same characters, which is fine. They're cute. His name is Derek? Are they all named Derek? Anyways, <laughs> uh, Barbie is Genevieve in this movie. Uh, she is a middle child. I believe she is older than the triplets and the twins and then the yes. youngest of the older crowd. Is she 16? Did they say? Um, they don't say, but it. I did find all of their ages. Oh! Um, Whoa, you have notes! Yes. This is verbatim from Wikipedia. I don't know where they got this information. Anyways, Genevieve is 16. Yes. Whoa! <laughs> You're so Go talented. Ahead. Thank you. Okay. Is Barbie's it, always 16. Are you, are you ready for this? Is it time? It's time. So there are 12 girls. They all have different interests to, you know, make it easier for you to differentiate them. They all have a thing. Genevieve's thing is being late. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they are also named alphabetically. Are am I the only dumb bitch who didn't notice that they were alphabetical? <laughs> I like didn't notice. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, okay. I'm gonna kind of disagree with you because I don't think that they did a great job at developing their cast. I feel like it's too big of a cast for it's them. It's too big of a cast, but for what they did for a children's movie, I thought they did fine. I don't, like, I feel like I have a better grasp on what the character's interests are. Oh, bless you, sir. Because I played the... The game? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the... The one in the DS. It was a really bad little platformer. And you, uh, it had the, you couldn't just save the game. It had the save states with the little passwords that you have to type in. <gasps> oh my god. Oh god, I had one of those Barbie games that was like that. It was a Barbie pet rescue one for the Game Boy Advance. Mm -hmm. We should play it. It was very fun. You, like, had an ambulance and then you would get, like, I don't know, pets at your thing. But yeah, that was very, I love that game. If we did a playthrough gameplay footage of Barbie Princess and the Popper CD-ROM game, would anybody be interested in watching that? Let me know. BarbieSlapsTwitter.com <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. So, so I'm gonna say that I don't know where they got this information from because I, I feel like, like they seed it in the movie a little bit, but I don't feel like it gets that well established. I don't know. I don't know, maybe it's just me because I don't pay attention to things very well. Mm. Anyways, so, the 12 dancing princesses. We begin with Ashlyn. She is 22 years old. She is practical, calm, and knowledgeable. She loves music, especially playing the flute and oboe. She is straightforward and oh, cares no. for her sisters, for whom she tries to act as a role model. Her flower is the purple geranium. What? And her gemstone oh, is a no, garnet. That sense. <laughs> okay, no, that makes sense. I understand. Um, she bears the most resemblance to her mother, Queen Isabella, and wears a purple dress. Oh, oh, 
another very interesting thing that I've discovered, but from looking at Wikipedia. Mm. She's played by Nikki, the doll. They all have specific dolls that they're based on. <gasps> oh! Yeah! Um, she's voiced by Nicole Oliver, who... Oh, I don't like that wording. She is played by Nikki, which <laughs> implies that this is in the Barbie cinematic universe, the universe in which Barbie is an actor. Yes. Which is verified in the uh, fairy tale one. Yes. Fashion fairy tale. You got that for Christmas. Fashion fairy tale. The secret of the wings. The secret of the wings, not fashion fairy tale. Yeah, fashion fairy tale is the other one where yeah. she's also an actor but it's not the same I, quite but kind of it's kind of the same i believe they're in the same universe but in that one in the secret of the wings it is maybe no which one i don't remember which one they're they're both about fairies she's an actor in both of them anyways it confirms that the mermaid tale is a movie because it has posters of it mm -hmm. which further goes to show <laughs> that charlie max theory <laughs> <laughs> anyways carry on Oh, so Nicole Oliver is Ashlyn. She was also, she's also Twyla in this movie, the little cat. Oh, okay. And she was Carlita in Swan Lake and Shelly in Romadia. Mm. Next, we have Blair, the 21-year-old second sister. She loves horseback riding and collects music boxes. Uh, <laughs> Behind door number two. <laughs> Blair is feisty and outspoken. She's always the first to voice her opinion, especially her complaints about Rowena's presence in their lives. Her flower is Larkspur and her gemstone is Ruby. She wears a red dress. She is played by Raquel, voiced by <laughs> Jennifer Coping. So is she the one who's all like, more like Duchess? Uh, the Duchess of Don't. <laughs> don't, don't do, do this. this. Don't, don't do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably her. Okay, I will admit, I don't know who anybody is, but I appreciated their characters. They didn't really yes, go into anybody. They don't stand out a lot, but you like them. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay, uh, Courtney. Uh, I stand Courtney. Uh, <laughs> the 20... Are you Courtneykin? I, yes. It's because, uh, I also read books too much as a child and would just do it while walking around Ray, and Ray, ran into Ray, things. Right, right, right. Hi, babe. Hi, sweetie, whom I love, love of my life. What if we make a 12 dancing, which 12 dancing princess are you quiz? <laughs> oh my god, bro, we can. We can. I know you know how. We have all of the information for them. Yeah, we do. If you're going to take that quiz, stop listening because this is cheating. <laughs> just skip ahead <laughs> a few minutes it'll be fine okay yeah carry on courtney seems to be the shyest of the sisters her favorite hobby is reading which makes her intelligent and open-minded but often renders her totally oblivious to her surroundings her flowers the forget me not and her me. gemstone is a sapphire okay yeah same exactly we are we are courtney kin um she wears a blue dress she is the least active of a dancer huh she is played by midge we love Midge. Uh, voiced by Lilana Lindbergh-Strelau. Oh, you're I, good there. Thank, thank you. I Lilania. tried. Lilania. Thank you. Um, who was Brietta in Magic of Pegasus. <gasps> oh. Exactly. This is why we stand Courtney. Courtney's we the best Courtney. one. Um, Delia, uh, the adventurous 19-year-old fourth sister, and Edeline's fraternal twin. Right. Okay, so there's a set of fraternal twins, and then... Oh, really? Yeah. Right? I never noticed either. 
Anyways, uh, she loves sports, especially croquet and horseback riding. Her flower is the sunflower and her gemstone is a green peridot. She wears a green dress. She is played by Summer, voiced by Kathleen Barr. Uh, you know, you know Kathleen Barr. We also stand Kathleen Barr. Yes, we do. Then there's Edeline. Edeline is the 19-year-old fifth sister and Delia's fraternal twin. Uh, she loves to play sports, her favorite being badminton and croquet. Right. So they both like croquet, but one of them likes horseback riding and one of them likes badminton. Badminton is the best. She also tends to be messy and disorganized. Her flower is honeysuckle and her gemstone is citrine. She wears an orange dress. She's played by Kayla, voiced by Chiarazani. <gasps> Chiarazani! Heck yeah! Queen! <laughs> Sorry. No, <laughs> good. Your girl, voiced Nori. <laughs> um, Fallon. 17-year-old sick sister. She loves animals, plays the harp, and is a romantic who loves everyone who hopes. hopes. Oh, God, I can't read. Who hopes everyone can find their happily ever after. She likes hearts, lace, and writing stories. Her flower is the camellia, and her gemstone is a pearl. She wears a pink dress. She is played by Teresa, voiced by Adrienne Carter. Adrienne, I think. Adrienne Carter. Adrienne Carter, who is a prolific voice actress, especially in the 2000s children's series like Care Bears and Last Gen MLP. She was also in Adventures from the Books of Virtue. Oh, right. I wrote that because I thought, do you remember Adventures from the Book of Virtues? Interesting. What? Who's that? Who are they? Uh, God, it was this, uh, cartoon that was supposed to teach you to be virtuous. Was it vaguely religious? I can't remember. Anyways, but uh i watched dragon tales and chalk zone and the math one (laughs) good um there were these like two kids i think and they went and they would hang out with these animals who were all named after philosophers and they would tell them stories that were completely unrelated that were gonna tell you about a specific virtue i remember one about brushing your teeth maybe i don't i don't know is this why you minored in philosophy (laughs) I would hate to claim that. And also, I didn't get my philosophy minor because I failed a class. What? I didn't. I didn't actually fail it. He gave me a pity D. Um, what a nice dude. I could have had a philosophy minor, but then I didn't because of that. Uh, so I have a psychology minor. Okay. Genevieve, who is our MC. Yes. Um, she tends to run late for all sorts of occasions. She is an experienced chess player. Next to Aww. her family, Genevieve loves dancing more than anything. Uh, <laughs> she plays chess with her dad sometimes. It's very sweet. It's so nice. Uh, her flower is the pink rose and her gemstone Aww. is a pink opal. She wears a dark pink and white dress. She loves to dance. She, they already told me that. She's played by Barbie, voiced by Kelly Sheridan. Kelly Sheridan! <laughs> uh, Hadley. The 13-year-old eighth sister and Is- Isla's- is it Isla? I- Isla? Isla. 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 I think it's Isla. It's I-S-L-A. I think it's Isla. That would make sense to me. She loves to walk on stilts, an interest she shares with Isla. <laughs> her flower is the Narcissus and her gemstone is a topaz. She wears a blue dress. She's played by Skipper, voiced by Ashley Ball, who is Applejack and Rainbow Dash in My Little Pony. She was also one of the sisters in Johnny Test. <laughs> <laughs> um, Isla, the 13-year-old ninth sister, and Hadley's fraternal twin. No, they're not fraternal, they're identical. Oh, maybe they are fraternal? Okay, yeah, they're played by different... So, uh, on the name page, 
Isla is pronounced Isla. However, I-S-L-A, the Spanish word for island, is pronounced Isla. Hmm, I think. E-E-S-L-A, I don't know. Isla, it's pronounced, it's spelled the same. But yeah, Isla. Thank you. But yeah, I thought that they were identical, but I guess they're fraternal uh, because they're played by different dolls. Oh, okay. Uh, Isla is a skilled apricot and enjoys walking on stilts with her twin. Her flower is the lily of the valley and her gemstone is an emerald. She wears a light violet dress. She is played by Courtney, also voiced by Ashley Ball. Interesting. Uh, Janessa, the five-year-old tenth sister and leader of the young fraternal triplets. She is interested in bugs and loves collecting them. While she may be bossy at times, her intentions are always good. Always. Always? Always. Her oh. flower is the... Hmm. Jonqu- I, I, I tried for a second there. Jonquil. Jonquil? We're, we're now looking at it because there was a link to it's it. It's another Narcissus. Apparently. Interesting. Uh, and her gemstone is aquamarine. She wears a light blue dress voiced by Britt McKillop. Uh, you know, the one from Scary Godmother. Love that girl. Um, <laughs> Kathleen, also five years old, the middle triplet and is close with both triplets. She loves art and enjoys painting, but tends to be messy like her big sister, Edeline. Kathleen is down to earth and helps keep balance among the triplets. Like, where are they getting that from? The film? I don't... A little bit, I think. She's are the middle you think? child, so... I mean, I guess... Like, I like that. That's good flavor. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, her flower is the daisy and her gemstone is a pink diamond. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> Steven Universe brain. <laughs> she wears a light pink and yellow dress voiced by Maddie Capazzi, who was in a movie called Prozac Nation once. So oh, good for her. That's what I thought was the important part to write down in my notes, apparently. Lacey. The youngest sister. She is very close I to her big sister, Lacey. Genevieve. Lacey is very baby. Lacey is, like, legally baby. She is just... <sighs> hey, so, uh, in this movie, they have their birthday. The youngest triplets. The triplets have their mm -hmm. birthday. Mm -hmm. And they're all like, you're five today. And the second time through, I'm like... That means they were four. That means they were a baby. What is happening? This mean lady is being so mean to them and they were four years old. Oh my God. Anyways, carry on. Um, I just need everybody to know they were four. And like five isn't that much older, but you get so much more autonomy when you're five. Mm. Like physically your body moves better. These four five-year-olds, they're so good at dancing. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, I used to follow this... I think it was a young Japanese girl on YouTube. She was such a good dancer, but it's really interesting to see. I think she was maybe six or seven. It's really interesting to see because when you're that young, it's harder for you to have fluidity in your movements. Your, you know, your arms are still moving. You're going to have, you're growing. Uh, it's just harder for you to move. So she was dancing like just as well as the older teenagers she was dancing with or the 20 year olds but you could tell she was a child based on her right movements. like the physicality is just completely different mm -hmm. and i remember you showing me like videos of her that were like two years apart yeah and like what an in incredible difference there is just like not even maybe in her skill level just in like how she moves yeah which you don't it really think about that much even but like have to do with skill because she was an amazing dancer as like a six-year-old but then as an eight-year-old you just have more mobility your body moves easier which is why i think children fall all the time mm -hmm. also they can take it yeah man i wish i could take it god imagine falling that would be so bad right now right uh, well you're taller too and you're not as like squishy 
And I remember just sleeping on the floor and being fine. If I lay on the floor for, like, more than five minutes, I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Lacey. Okay, Lacey. Uh, her flower is the white lily and her gemstone is an amethyst. She wears a light purple dress voiced by Chantal Strand. It's Kelly, you know. Yay. Um, is she played by Kelly, too? Yeah, our Kelly actress. Yes. Uh, it doesn't say, but yes, I assume... Are they all Kelly, then? Yeah, mm, well, it just doesn't say. I think that all three of the baby girls are Kelly, because they're always Kelly. You know, the, the yeah. younger three? Mm-hmm. We can talk about this other stuff in my notes later. Okay, are we doing plot now? We already sort of started. <laughs> um, I know. Well, now y- y'all have, like, a good basis right. for... <laughs> Preminger? For <laughs> the girls and their characters. The the main exports of Bolivia were pears, potatoes, and pheasants. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, Ted was pointing at my notes. <laughs> That's a good alliteration. Alliteration? I haven't had an English class in years. <laughs> yeah, I think that's alliteration. God, I don't actually know. God. Okay. I didn't even take an English English class in college. Me neither. I clapped out of that shit. Hell yeah, bruh. Hey, this is my advice for anyone going into college. If you can clep out of it, do it. It'll save you money and time. Oh yeah. If you're going to a college that doesn't care, then you can just take a test and it costs like maybe like a hundred dollars to take the test, which is less than a class. And (laughs) so as long as you pass, as long as you're sure you can pass that, Mm -hmm. it's worth credits. And that's all you need. You just need credits. The composition classes I clepped out of, if I got a high enough score, I clepped out of both of them. It was like the same price. It was like 80 or 100 for the one oh, test. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And But since I got a high enough score, I clepped out of both semesters. I didn't have to take any of it. It was great. Anyways, uh, Preminger leaves and he's all like, uh, princesses, more like wild animals. Oh, right. Ah! Um, so the king is upset by this very much i am assuming because later he's concerned i'm trying to justify his actions in this movie mm-hmm. <laughs> because well, he's clearly very concerned about this whole thing that his daughters aren't presentable and i think that maybe no one in the kingdom thinks that they're presentable or likes them because he d- is very concerned with like embarrassing them with a bunch of tutors mm-hmm. like like everyone knows that they suck basically yeah and i think it does have to do with like presenting them presenting them into society and finding them appropriate suitors finding mm-hmm. people and barbie movies are all about love it's not like necessarily about marrying your children off so in this case, he just wants them to find love and he wants them to be appropriate princesses so people will find them attractive. And that's just really hard with how rambunctious they are right now. And he loves them. Like, during the scene where he's talking to the ambassador and they keep interrupting him with, like, their antics, he, like, looks delighted. He loves his girls. <laughs> he loves them so much. He thinks they're so charming and so talented and his children chose the arts and he respects that. <laughs> but they do need to be more well-behaved. Mm-hmm. He wants them to be able to, like, make it in the world, you yeah, know? Yeah, live their own life, but also have marketable skills that the society thinks is acceptable. And so like, he kind of... He kind of goes too far the other way from one direction to the other uh, in, in the course of this film. Well, and it's usually he's like, no, my children are fine. And then 
they're a little too loud or somebody says something he's like oh maybe my children aren't fine right he just wants what's best for his girls but uh yeah he kind of changes what he thinks is gonna be best for his girls and then by the end of the movie he's like oh that was dumb yeah (laughs) i've made some mistakes well and people keep convincing him otherwise and he's like maybe you're right but i love my children and they're like no your children suck and he's like do they really but they're so wonderful. And they're like, no, your children suck. And he's like, oh, no, my children suck. No, wait, <laughs> that's not right. So he does keep going back and forth. Um, So basically, all 12 princesses love dancing so much. God, yeah, they do. And Derek is the local shoemaker. He, what's that called? A cobbler. 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 I was a cobbler. That was my school mascot. What? My school mascot. Like was in a- high school? Yeah. What the fuck? Central cobblers. How did I not know this? What? You know what Andy's school mascot was? The Scoopers. See that one I was familiar with. <laughs> what was God, you? What? What's wrong? Uh, like a hawk. Like an animal. What? <laughs> Wild. <laughs> so we went to college in this little town called Spearfish, and once upon a time, you're Peter- just gonna you're just gonna tell people where we went to college. <laughs> Yeah. Once upon a time, uh, you can cut that out if you want. You can, anyways, once upon a time, Peter came along and was like, no, spearing fish is mean and bad. You should change your uh, school mascot to the cuttlefish or the high school name. And they were like, yeah, we're uh, not going to do that because it, it's based on like a Native American tribe and stuff. And that's what the name is for. And so the whole town and the high school and everyone's like, yeah, we're literally not going to do that. Please go away. And then I think Peter tried to sue them and it didn't work out because Peter's dumb. Y'all ever just fucking hate Peter? Yo, fuck Peter. Bro, I'm a vegetarian. Fuck Peter. <laughs> Bro, I eat meat. I just don't like to think about it. <laughs> we are a diverse household. Uh, anyways, Derek is the local cobbler. Um... And he's also the love interest for Genevieve. Genevieve. I keep... God. Am I the pretentious asshole? Is it me? (laughs) Probably. Uh, He comes with his horse and his little shoe cart. And they're like, Derek, shoes! Because he... Their dad is trying to talk to them at dinner. He's all like, it has come to my attention that maybe you girls need a tutor uh, to teach you how to be more proper young ladies. Mm -hmm. And they're all kind of listening. And then all of a sudden, the shoes are there. And they're like, shoes. And he's like, girls, ladies, please, it's just shoes. And they're all like, just shoes? They're dancing shoes, Papa. (laughs) Anyways, when they're all gone, uh, the king just kind of, the cat gets on the table. And he lifts lifts his goblet. And he's like, bon appetit, Twyla. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> they're so cute. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Derek has a big crush on Genevieve, but Huge. he's like, uh, oof, she's a princess. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Derek has any money. I don't think he has any money at all. He is a cobbler. Derek, I don't think Derek lives anywhere. I think Derek has a cart, and that's it. Oh, <laughs> I've never seen him go anywhere else, Derek. <laughs> I think he's got a cart, and his cart is full of shoes and shoemaking Derek. supplies. Derek, <laughs> we want Alex. What? Derek, <laughs> we want Alex. 
I'm using the shower, Alex. Do you? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I've heard you make that reference before, but I don't actually know what it's for. It's fine. It's Balloon Shop. I will educate you later. Oh. You've watched some of them, yes. but not all of them. They're all good. Okay, okay, okay. Nobody else thinks they are, but <laughs> me and my girlfriend think they're hilarious. Anyways, Derek has a little parrot boy. Oh, God, right. What's his parrot's name? Felix. I, I don't care for Felix, but he's fine, I guess. Okay, okay. But um, Felix makes it seem like Derek is evil, because only evil people have parrots. <laughs> so, the animal companions in this film are fine. They don't stand out at all. Mm -hmm. They are not charming enough to justify their own existence. I did they, forget about them until we watched the movie They again. don't really further the plot much. The monkey does a little bit. Yeah. Um, and the parrot is there for Derek to have a rapport with. Right, he just needed a conversational partner, and which makes it real weird that the, when you think about it, that all of the animals can talk to each other, but then the parrot can also just literally speak English. Yeah, he's a talking bird. He has autonomy. He can use his brain and have conversations. Sometimes. There's just a person. Yeah. <laughs> which, like, I don't like to think about the animals in this world then. <laughs> That's a little upsetting. Yeah, it's fine. Just move on. Um, the the girls are they they are clearly very fond of Derek. They also will, know that he likes Genevieve, and that they Genevieve also know likes that him. he likes Genevieve. They also are completely ready to make him do whatever they want. Yeah, Gen <laughs> like they're all like tighten our shoes, Derek. Derek, we need some music. Derek, Derek. <laughs> Derek, <laughs> come play my music. Anyways, she's all like, oh, do you play? And he's he has a penny whistle. And he's all like, oh, a little bit. I'm not very good. And then some of the younger girls are all like, oh, you must play for us. You simply have to. And then the younger girl's like, please, Derek. And he's like, God, I can't say no to you, tiny child. <laughs> and then he plays the penny whistle and they all dance. Uh, so I have I was trying to figure out uh the songs in this movie mm. god it would be nice to have mina because mina actually knows things about classical music um, mina i respect you so much y'all should be listening to um put a shrimp put, on it put a shrimp on it put a shrimp on it if you want to learn things about music from mina because hey, mina rules if you want if you like barbie and you want to actually like further your knowledge in life and like <laughs> learn things instead of just listening to us ramble for like two hours god we literally are just rambling about nothing like this whole time we, are, we haven't even gotten an end to the movie at all it's been 40 minutes fine we are just it's our emotions it's fine this is just pure unfettered emotions but if you want like actual research and stuff you should listen to put a shrimp on it they are very well versed and they're very fun and they have uh good takes we love you guys. Anyways, so I did not write down which songs are which, but um, <laughs> like Derek's song that he plays here, the song that they sing for the king later, mm -hmm. and like a couple other ones are actual classical pieces. I think that the main theme of this film is an original. Oh, yes. That makes sense. We do have our usual composer man, Ar Arnie Roth. Um, <gasps> Arnie Roth! And the the main theme for this movie slaps so hard. It's so magical. The vibes are impeccable. Like, God, Arnie! 
Arnie is giving us the good shit. He always is, and I appreciate him so much. Gives us so much. He is a giver and a lover, and I love him. God, can you imagine what these movies would be without Arnie? We would have nothing. I would be nothing. <laughs> As a society, <laughs> where would we be without Arnie Roth? Um, I don't want to be in the universe where Arnie Roth doesn't exist. <laughs> Um, I know we're in the incorrect Berenstain's universe, but God, does the Berenstain not have Arnie Roth? I don't want to live there. <laughs> okay, uh, I also have in my notes that uh, Twyla joins in on the dance a little bit. You know, the cat. Mm. Uh, but Twyla doesn't have human legs, and so she unbalances herself and falls over. Uh, which means that Twyla is, has rights and is not an egregious abomination upon this earth. Sorry, we're gonna, I'm gonna have things to say about certain animal companions later are in you talking? this film series. Are you, are you talking about the Diamond Castle dogs? We'll get there. <laughs> Anyways. Abominations is what they are. Thank you, Twyla, for not having human legs. Twyla is allowed to do little dances because she can't do little dances, actually. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. Good. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so I, I don't know if anything else happens. I have them in the room next. I have the quote that says, why use a closet when the floor is closer? So yeah, yes, they're in their bedroom. Back in the bedroom. Uh, they're messy. Everyone's like, I think maybe their dad is there. And he's like, why don't you clean up? And they're like, no. Uh, um, they, they all... They do keep telling us the room is very messy. The room is literally fine. The floor is super clean. To be fair, they just didn't want to, like, render a bunch of objects. Yeah, they just couldn't be bothered to animate it being really messy. (laughs) They all share a room. Uh, There are six beds on each side, and they each have a little, like, hope chest at the end of their beds. Yeah, it's cute. It's very nice. But they live in a castle. Couldn't they afford multiple rooms? They just, they wanted to be together because they love each other. This is just Um, like Ariel's beginning. Okay, wait. So we have actually brought up a very interesting point here, which is that they are all in the same room. That room is also the room with a magic portal in it. This is definitely intentional. Also, there are 12 flowers. Did their mother have 12 children on purpose? Huh. Well, okay, the prophecy or whatever... like implies that their mother used to go here yes their mother lived here i think their mother was crazy and she pushed her body to have 12 children she wasn't gonna stop until she had 12 daughters did they kill off the male heirs (laughs) i'm under the impression that their this was their mother's kingdom she married their father who was maybe a duke or something and he became king and then when she died he took over the royal duties because his cousin who comes and takes care of them isn't that royal. I don't know. It, it feels like okay. he married into the royal family. Which makes sense because their mother, we know from her books, grew up in this castle. Yes. But also it doesn't make sense because if Rowena doesn't have royal blood, then like, how the fuck did anyone no. accept the, the events of the film? <laughs> like, I know that he made a royal decree, but like... That would go against so no. many of the kingdom's laws. <laughs> he, He's not like a king or a prince, but he still had royal blood. I think he was probably a duke. I, she's a okay. duchess. Okay. Like, duchess Rowena. Yes. 
I guess it does that imply that they're related and have royal blood? Because that's she's his cousin. Well, no, like would that impl- if if they have if the duke and duchess have royal mm. blood, like then- are they related to the queen? Yeah. No, they'd be from a different royal family. Oh, okay. I think in this universe, you just, you have your own little kingdom that you watch over. Like, uh, more, that's n- not like a country big, but yeah. more like up in Europe where you have a bunch of smaller countries. Yes, I believe that that's historical, that there would be, like, much smaller. Mm-hmm. Because that guy was there to invite them to a ball with a bunch of other princesses. Y- yes. So I think he's just from, like, a neighboring okay. area. Anyways... So, their dad hires his mean cousin to come and teach them how to be ladies. And uh, when they were setting in for bed... Oh, oh, oh! Spider. Yes, yes. So, um, these little girls have so many bugs in the room. Uh, <laughs> so she loses a bug and she's like, oh no, I lost... Do you know Harold. Harold. And they're like... And their sisters are fine that they keep bugs in the room but they're like what is he oh my god is he a tarantula a scorpion and she's like no he's a caterpillar silly <laughs> and they're like oh okay they're like fine as long as the bugs are kept in their own little homes which i think is valid <laughs> so yeah she puts harold away we as the camera are looking at harold top down the camera pans slightly so that then we are looking at a box with a spider in it and then it fades <laughs> and transitions to uh, Rowena's carriage. Yeah! Uh, the cinematography! This is the kind of insight that you get on your uh, fourth watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't notice it. Ray was just like, holy shit, did you see that? And I was like, <laughs> oh my god. They are doing a lot with uh, cinematography, visual symbolism with they Rowena. Are. They did a really good job with that, actually. Like, okay. I know that it's not subtle at all, but for a Barbie movie, Rowena's entire plot is, like, extremely subtle. Mm-hmm. Like... She's just gonna slowly murder, like, poison her cousin. But they never tell you. Like, they, they only tell you, you very visually. Yeah. It's very interesting. I feel. Anyways. She keeps making him drink tea. Uh, she's talking to sketchy people. Anyways. Yeah. So she's his cousin and is here to teach them to be proper ladies. She brings with her uh, a horrible little monkey named Brutus. And also a man. And also Desmond. Desmond. Uh, I would call Desmond uh, proto-cronk. He is not a himbo because he is filled with hatred. <laughs> um, but But he'd like to be a himbo if he could be. He can't. I'm sorry, Desmond. The the doorman is very surprised by the monkey, and uh, she says, What do you mean? The king doesn't have a monkey? They're very popular this year. And I'm just thinking about next year, when monkeys aren't popular. Like, I would like to say that I think that Rowena is very good at, like, withholding affection and only doling it out when someone has specifically done something for her, thus linking her approval to your actions. Rowena's love is conditional entirely, and she lets you know that, and then you have to work for it, which is why Desmond and Brutus don't like each other, because she kind of pits them against each other to see who can be the best uh, servant of her. 
Anyways, it's real fucked up. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't know what I'm saying. I had lots of thoughts about this, but I can't articulate today. But <laughs> Brutus would be a himbo if he was a good person. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you weren't even listening to me. You were just texting. <laughs> Bro, my sister is messaging me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, evil monkey Brutus. I was listening. <laughs> okay. Um, um. So basically, Rowena takes away their individuality. She gives them gray dresses and gray beds um she makes them be punctual do all of the same things at the same time except for genevieve who keeps being late because that's her thing yeah um okay so more symbolism with rowena first thing that she does when she walks inside the castle is she steps in front of their mom's portrait and kind of lines up in front of her it's a whole thing uh that portrait will come back um, yeah, they do keep zooming in on that portrait. So she gets introduced to all of the girls by their dad. He says all of their names in order several times in this movie, just so that we know, you mm-hmm. know, just in case. So she keeps getting their names wrong, too. Yeah. She'll be all like, uh, I don't know, Twyla. And she's like, I'm Rowena. Mm-hmm. That, that was her name in the cat, but I don't remember <laughs> their names at all. So... Anyways, um, so after she dresses them in gray, my note here is, uh, how dare they do this to me when I already can't tell them apart? (laughs) Mm -hmm. They do have distinctive hair, which helps a little bit, but not enough. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, God, especially all the blonde ones. It's like- I have- I've never been able to tell a blonde woman apart from a different blonde woman. I have, like, vague spatial blindness. It's awful. Also a bad memory. So when I'm, like- trying to tell a coworker about a customer who's coming up and they need something special. Mm. I'll be like, there's a woman, she uh she has hair and she's wearing clothes. She will be there shortly. <laughs> and they're like, uh, okay. Or I'm all like, okay, I am looking for a purple thing, a purple thing, a purple thing. And then I go back and then I'm like, wait, what color was I looking for? Anyways, my memory's bad enough and now you're gonna take away the color coding? How could they do this to us? Yeah. So, uh, basically, they now have a bedtime of 8 p.m. Um, 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 um. It's also very important that when she sees their room, she's all like, clean up this mess that is not visualized because they could not be bothered to animate a mess. Um, and Desmond removes a vase and replaces it with a clock. Uh, the clock symbolizes, (laughs) um, the... (laughs) the new emphasis in their lives it's the removal of art and being replaced with order and structure and rules oh you see what i mean that's lovely yeah bro i thought about this movie so much bro you're so smart oh my gosh (laughs) um so anyways bedtime is 8 p.m uh tiny kelly girl cannot get up on her bed because she is like four years old and a baby and so Genevieve runs over and helps get her up into bed, and then she is rushing to get back to her bed before the clock finishes striking 8 o'clock and Rowena comes in, and she doesn't make it in time, and Rowena comes in and she's like, huh, late again, Genevieve. This has led us, this particular scene has mm. led us to the theory 
that Genevieve is always late because she's always helping people and doing stuff. Like Genevieve has stuff to do. Like Genevieve has her main character energy and it means that she's involved with what everyone is doing. And mm-hmm. so so she's probably involved with all of her sisters or she's doing something with her dad or she's working on something or finishing something or helping people and yeah, they never give us a reason besides this one scene why she is late for anything. Yeah. Like, we don't know if she's forgetful or if she's... But yeah, I assume that she's just busy. <laughs> yeah. She's got stuff to do, and I respect that. Um, anyways, they go to sleep. <laughs> um, sorry, I have a note here that says, Why do the princesses all sleep in the same room like the orphans in Madeline? <laughs> <laughs> why has there not been a good movie adaptation of Madeline? There should be. There should be. I would watch it. I want, like, an original French version, though. I'd watch it in French. Yes, that would be so good. It'd be beautiful. Anyways, she goes to talk to her cousin, Rowena does, and this is the first indication, you know, besides her just being a jerk. Uh, She makes him tea. Oh. And she says, to your long paws, health. Health. And I'm like, she is poisoning her cousin. You don't see her do anything. But she, like, mixes the tea very specifically and gives him the tea. And it is a lot of inferences of she's poisoning her cousin, the king, but without telling you that she's doing that. Right? And they continue to build this up. Like, you know, you could get it just from that, but if you're a small child, you probably didn't. I know Mm -hmm. I didn't. Um, As a small child. I don't know if, like... I would like to be able to watch this movie literally without knowing and see how well I could Mm -hmm. pick it up. Because, like, it's super obvious, but what if it's not because I'm dumb? Well, Um, and later on, the the royal physician comes along and he's all like, oh, it looks like he just has too much of this thing in his system. Give him this medicine and he'll be much better. And she's like, of course. And then she dumps it out in a plant. And then she continues to, like, put things in his tea. And that's pretty much where it's solidified that Mm -hmm. she's poisoning him. Bro, that plan is going to be so healthy. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Or not. Anyways, uh, so she's poisoning her cousin. Uh, That exchange that you just talked about is during the chess scene. Because the girls are all like, if dad knew how this woman is treating us, he wouldn't let this happen. Uh, Jenny, maybe you go talk to him because you, you like each other mm-hmm. he'll listen to you is what genevieve is just she just has mean character energy and they all know it yeah and it's not even that she's his favorite they don't imply that like ever it's just implied that she has like she plays chess with him and they talk and everybody respects genevieve mm-hmm. so she is like the go-to between the dad and them the chess scene is so cute yeah they're talking and playing chess and yeah she's like this woman is being weird and we don't like it, actually. And he's like, no, no, listen to Rowena. You have to. She's going to help. Mm-hmm. And he just does well, not listen to her concerns at all. He's People. Listen to your children. Listen to your children. If your children tell them, tell you that there is something going on, that there is something wrong with a caretaker of theirs, that is an important concern. Yeah. Like, real, real important. <laughs> But he's almost willing to listen to her, but then Rowena shows up. Right. And with her tea tray. And then we continue. Yeah. So the next morning, it's the birthday of the triplets. And they sing a little birthday song. And every year, Ray sings this to her younger sister on her birthday. I do. And they don't live together anymore. So she'll just call Charlotte and then sing a little song. 
<laughs> it's important. It's very good. Um. If you will be queen for the day, whatever you say goes. Yeah, anyways. So they each have a book that they present to the little girls, and they're all like, we sing to you, Janessa, and we sing for you, Kathleen. Kathleen. We pirouette for Lacey, and we bow before the queens. And they present them each with their own floral book, and they're all like, they're in the middle of singing, and Rowena bursts in the room, and she's all like, what is going on here? You are late for breakfast or something. And they're like, it's a very special day. And she's like, there are no special days until you learn how to behave. And she's like, but it's our birthday. And she's all like, celebrating can wait until after you know how to be proper she princesses. She explicitly tells them they're not allowed to sing and dance, which are like things that princesses are expected to do, I think. Yeah. Well, I would think. You have to be well-versed, you have to be able to sing, you have to play pianoforte, things like that. Reverse, uh, quote, what? poetry, read poetry, but you have to recite, recite. poetry. You have to be able to recite poetry, but yeah. Oh, the birthday song is the only, like... A singing song? They do sing later, like but it ah, doesn't have any, song. yeah, lyrics. This is the only lyrical song mm -hmm. in the entire film. Um, so there's a book from their mom about a dancing princess and i think all of the books are the exact same story yes it's just the same book but with a different cover yeah and they all have yeah same book with different colors and different flowers and are we there yet to the magical world um yeah yeah they're gonna they're gonna do the thing with the books so so they read jay lacy the story um so there is some specific details in this story because their dad never yeah. shows up yeah he fell asleep and they're like she's like you have to go to bed and she's like but what about papa and she's like he has more important things or he's in bed or something and he's not coming because he fell asleep and they're like this poor man but he's never missed our birthday mm. and then she's all like go to bed it's eight o'clock and then uh they're talking and then they discover magical stones so basically, you dance on these stones in a specific order. I think it's youngest to oldest. Oldest to youngest. It goes oldest. So first book I given out. I think. Yes. So you dance on these stones in a specific order. But these are the 12 dancing princesses, which means they have had to have danced in this room before. We literally saw them doing it this morning. Yeah. So I figure everything in this has to do with intent. So you have to dance with intent on the stone to going to this other world or with the intent of something happening. Mm -hmm. Do you know? So you could step on the stone or you could dance on the stone, but because you didn't have intent behind it, the magic didn't activate. And that's what the storybooks are about, is about a princess going to the magical world, which we assume is their mom. Mm -hmm. I think they say that it's their mom. But anyways, uh... Important details. You can only go there three times before you are never able to go again. And also, she says that she brought some of the magic with her the last time she went or something. And they're like, we're not sure what that means. And I'm still not sure what that means. <laughs> but there's a couple of things it could be referring to. Yeah. Anyways... Because Rowena brings some magic back with her. Very literally. I was assuming that this book was mentioning it metaphorically. But it could be their mom literal. could have had a magic wishing flower. But then why did she die? If you had a magic wishing flower, you could be immortal. But anyways. Maybe it can't use 
the magic in there and then it uses your life force and that's why she died. <laughs> We're gonna talk about this magic realm, guys. Oh boy, are you We have ready? some things to say. So, uh, they dance on the specific stones and in an order and they go to the magical world. So. Right, because Lacey trips and drops her book and it falls next to her stone because Lacey's klutz and Which I relate valid. to her so hard because Lacey is so sad because mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like just once i'd like to not fuck things up and like god me too kid anyways <laughs> so uh genevieve is all like wait the book matches the stone and that's how they figure it out and then they dance in order blah blah so this world they descend the steps there is a little boat that takes them across the river and <sighs> this world grants dancing wishes has magical healing water. Maybe the mom took the water back with her and then she ran out and then she died because she had a terminal illness. Mm. And the water was the only thing keeping her alive but she couldn't go back into the world <laughs> to get more magic water. <laughs> Is their dad gonna die? Or he was just being poisoned. He was so just it was poisoned. a one-time so, thing. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, if their mom had a terminal illness, she just kept drinking the water every time she was going to labor. Maybe. <laughs> and then she didn't have any water left for the triplets? I'm s- yeah. Barbie movies, pretty reboot reboots. <laughs> so, so it doesn't take them straight to the pavilion. There's like an entryway place and mm-hmm. you have to take gondolas over yes. to the dance pavilion. There are magic flowers all over. They grant wishes. And they no sparkle. one ever uh, thinks that that's like very... Suspicious? Uh, yeah. They are not all that surprised by these goings on. These magic flowers? Yeah. They're um, just like, oh, nice, space to dance. We love that. The flowers, like, open up and sparkle, and then things happen, and then they close back up. So they're all like, oh, man, I wish we had music to dance to. And then all of a sudden, there's, like, floating instruments playing music. Things like that. So uh, Lacey trips and falls and skins her knee, and Genevieve's all like, oh, no, Lacey. And then she helps her over, and she's like, let's clean that off. It's just a good thing to do. And then they get, like, the fountain water on it, and it instantly heals instantly and then Lacey, the smart little girl takes some water with her because she's like i could definitely use this because the triplets collect things they collect bugs and she's all like oh fancy magic water so she took some with well her. she says that it's because she falls over a lot and she's like yeah maybe i'll just take some of this neosporin water with me <laughs> um i don't remember what they danced to this time because I think that they wish for music, but I don't think that they wish for anything in particular. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So Actually, they are just I don't even know if they general. wish for anything the first night. No, I think must. that they wish for music because there's a whole dancing sequence here. Yes. Um. Anyways, they come back. They are exhausted. Um. They decide to go back because their shoes wear out specifically. Yeah, that night. They have danced through their shoes and the eldest is all like, you know what that means. It's time for us to head back. The only reason these girls go back is because their shoes wear through. This is a magical fairyland which is enticing you to stay here forever. It is a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> like, if these girls had wished for new shoes, those shoes would never wear out. I am of the firm belief. And then you would never stop dancing and then you would never leave and it would be off your We would have never seen energy. them again, yeah. Yeah. Magic fairyland. Don't trust fairies. Don't trust magic. Don't trust wishes. (laughs) This place is extremely suspicious, guys. Trust no one. Especially not magic. 
Don't. God. Anyways, yeah, it's very sus. God, Barbie is fake propaganda. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we love these films, guys, but we have to warn you. <laughs> That they're, that these things are dangerous and you shouldn't be messing with them. Yeah, if you dance in a mushroom circle and then you go to a magical realm, don't eat the food. Don't stay there forever. Keep something you tying to the human world so you can go back. Which would be their shoes that they wore through. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Don't drink the magic water. Okay, so I don't know how this world. happens, but my next notes are about the monkey taking one of their dancing shoes and showing them to Rowena. Oh, so, uh, basically, they're at breakfast the next day, and they're all falling asleep, and- One of them face plants in the oatmeal. <laughs> yeah, uh, and she has Brutus, like, slam the chair, and we were all like, oof, that bothered me a lot. There's some trauma right there. I hate when yeah. men slam things. So, basically, their father fell asleep last night, so he couldn't celebrate their birthday with them, and also he is bedridden. So, he is in bed when they go to visit him, and he's all like, I am so sorry. They're all like- father you wouldn't believe what happened last night he's like i know what happened last night i missed your birthday and he feels really bad and he gives each mm -hmm. of the three girls a nice little present meanwhile genevieve is looking out the window and she notices rowena talking to a sketchy man a sketchy little man and then she looks back at her sisters who are all like oh they're beautiful because they've each received a nice little necklace and he's like am i forgiven and they're like yeah and then she looks back and the Rowena and the guy are gone. And so this is all happening in like split scenes because then we come back here eventually and they're singing. But then we switch over to the monkey. Yes. And okay. The monkey be breaking sense. things. Because uh, she thinks, because eventually he does show her the shoes and she's like, what? Okay. How did they do that? So she thinks they're sneaking out at night and dancing with boys. And that means marriage, which means that she couldn't take the throne. <laughs> Um, it's so funny because she's like, do you know what that means? And the monkey's like, what? And she's like, princes! They've been out dancing with princes! And do you know what that means? And the monkey kind of scratches his little chin and he's like, aha! But she's like, no you don't! You're still a monkey! <laughs> it's so good! God, I love Barbie villains! Um... <laughs> Anyways. Um, so the doctor comes and gives him a tonic, but the evil lady dumps it out. And Derek, the shoemaker, comes and gives them... They're all like, Derek, can you fix our shoes? And he's like, you wore through them. And they're like, yeah, we be dancing. And he's like, what? How? It's been two days. It has <laughs> literally been two days. And they're like, can you fix them? He's like, I'll just make you whole new shoes. It'd be much easier. And they're like, oh, okay, thanks, Derek. <laughs> so he's providing them with shoes. And Genevieve oh, asks mm. him to look into the guy the evil lady was talking to. She's so smart. Like, I love it when Barbie is, like, kind of sneaky. Like, you know? <laughs> um, I love it when Barbie is kind of sneaky. You know, like, wouldn't she... Going behind the scenes and she's like, yes. check this out. Like... Barbie, they, her characters are all so clever. It's so good and fun. Barbie is a Slytherin. Um, <laughs> that was galaxy brain of you, babe. <laughs> um, uh, during this scene, we do get the beginning of Felix and Twyla's very, very short character arc, relationship arc. Uh, 
Twyla closes Felix inside of a chest and he's like, get me out of here. And oh, why, no. do, why does Felix have an accent? What's going on there? I, Anyways. Mm, yeah. I do not think that that voice actor has that accent naturally. Um, and oh yeah, because that breaks up uh, Derek and Genevieve when they're talking. So they get kind of cock blocked by <laughs> a bird. By a bird and a cat. And he's like, the cat started it. Um, so that'll that'll come back, kind of. I don't think that's even in my notes, because it doesn't matter at all. They're not important. Anyways, God, what am I talking about? Oh, hey. <laughs> um, I don't think that this was related to anything, but in my notes here, I'm talking- Training the girls- is, is doesn't really have anything to do with Rowena's plan. She's poisoning the king so she can take his place. Um, I think that the important thing with what Rowena is doing is explicitly trying to control them. Yes. So that they don't do, you know, because if one of the girls gets married, then that guy is going to be the rightful heir, I guess. Yes, is what we are assuming. Wait, what the fuck? Well, <laughs> is this patrilineal? Anyway, no, I think the oldest could be queen, but I think she has to be married first. Okay. It yeah. has nothing to do with a man leading the country. I think she just has to be married to rule. Princess, which is fine. Princess Diaries 2 rules. Yeah. Um. <laughs> because they have a queen ruling, which is fine, and they all like having a queen ruler, but, you know, it shows that you are devoted to someone and that you are unified and it's good for a country eh. yeah marriage like, is overrated yeah. um anyways um so i would like to talk about how uh this plan of rowena's being partially about uh keeping them under her thumb and how that has to do with explicitly controlling the the their time throughout the day and like God, I don't, I don't, I can't articulate today. Anyways, I'd like to say that it's like the public school system and how it destroys people's spirits. Um, <laughs> that's all I got. It's <laughs> Moving on. It's getting rid of your individuality. Exactly. This movie is about individualism, but we'll get there. Um, <laughs> they've gone there twice now, right? They go to the realm twice, and then is this third time their last? Wait, no, I didn't uh, know that there were three times you could go. I didn't get that at all ever. Yes, it's in the book. It's in the yeah storybook that explicitly, once they leave the third time, they'll never be able to come back. Which I think that their mom just put inside the book so that they wouldn't go back a fourth time because... It's a... But yeah, I think because you would get addicted to this world, so you can yes. only go three times. So she wants them to experience it, but she doesn't want them to get trapped there. Good on her. Thank you, Thanks, Queen. Mom. What's her name? Thanks, Queen Mom. She has a name, actually. She has a name. It's on her goblet. So anyways, she asks uh, Derek, <laughs> Derek to go and investigate this man, and Derek, like, follows him down this road, and then the man notices he's being followed and just books it. There's a carriage chase in this movie, guys. Uh, and then he catches up to him, and we find out he's an apothecary, and that the Duchess doesn't pay her bills. Yes, explicitly he, he says- some that knowledge. Yes! Rowena don't have money, guys. <laughs> and she is she paid him with she is paying with stolen things from the castle, like a silver goblet and 
uh, Derek looks at it and he's all like, Queen whoever. Mm. <laughs> and he's all like, how much do you want for this? And the man's all like, I reckon a talking parrot would be worth about the same. And the talking parrot's like, ha, Derek, you Derek. wouldn't. <laughs> and he doesn't. He trades his horse, uh, which I don't think is worth as much as a silver goblet, but I don't know. Right? Anyways, they have a supportive dad. I don't know what that was about, but I have one there. And also, everything is getting awful, and their dad is not listening to them, and he's bedridden, and Rowena's being awful, and they're all like, what if we just live there? What if we just go live in the dancing realm? We, yeah, let's just go do that forever. Okay, so that's the third time. So do we miss the second time? I think we missed the second time. I think we missed a day. Because the second time is when they get ballet outfits, right? Yes, because they go there, and they wish for ballet outfits, and then one of them is all like, I wish I could dance with a handsome prince. Or is that the third time? Gosh, I am very confused. Because I... Because I know that they wish for... They wish for princes on the last time because when Derek shows up, I'm like, huh, what if he was also? So I think they only go twice. That can't be possible, though, because in the, because they explicitly say if we leave, we'll never be able to come back because that's what it mm. says in the book. So there must be three times and I I'm missing the second, one. Me too, because the second time I don't think is very big. They just go there and they're tired again the next day. Yes. Because the first right. time is because... the, the, the breakfast table. The second time they are all still in bed. Because because uh, Desmond is supposed to watch them. Yes, and he's like, nobody came... No, that's the third time when they're gone. Right, but no, she he had him watching the first time also, and uh, but then she's like, your shoes are worn out, but you... And again, and she's like... She's and then like, that's when she accuses she, them of go. lying. And they're all like, we went to a pavilion in a magical world. And she's all like, stop lying! And they're like, well, we aren't lying. And she's all like, you will remain in this room until you stop lying. Or something. Well, no, she has them do chores. They have to go clean up up the garden. I just don't have any notes on that. (laughs) Wild. So, yeah, they go and do chores and they're raking and they're all like, excellent. We are all done with this courtyard. All we have left are, like, washing the stairs or something. And then a uh, little girl trips and knocks over a bucket of leaves. And they're like, or not. And they're not even, like, mean about it. They're just they're like, not. Oh. They're not mad at her at all. Yeah, they they're don't... just like, oh, but, we have to rake. But she feels But she awful. says, I'm sorry, and she runs away crying. Like, her reactions are super overblown for being in such an understanding family. And that is just, God, mm. that's relatable to me. Because even if no one actually calls you out, you can see the disappointment on people's faces, and it makes you feel like shit. This is about how I break cutler, how I break the dishware all the time. I'm so sorry. Rachel keeps breaking my glasses. I'm sorry I keep breaking your glasses. It's okay. I'm just trying to wash them. And I respect and appreciate you. I'm so sorry. Babe, honestly, the glass you broke was from the dollar store. The other one I got at a garage sale, all of the set for like $5. It is not like I paid a lot of money for these. Like, there are some mugs I will be very sad if you break. Mm-hmm. Because, but, man, I'll be sad and then I'll get over it. What we gotta do is we gotta get into the spe- special art of like sealing things up with gold. Yes. That's what we should do. That's... We gotta get those wabi-sabi vibes. Wabi-sabi. Oh, tell the people, Pigeon. 
<laughs> you just want that cat to chirp into the mic. Yes, please. Come on, boy. Do it. <laughs> there he goes. Good boy. No, he just sounds sad. All, all the all of our podcast listeners will think we abuse our kitty. I would never. Anyways, we have a new cat. His name is Pigeon. I love him very much. He's soft boy. He is soft boy who commits many crimes. How old is our boy now? Um, I think he, he was probably born in September or October. Had We've had months. him since October. Yeah, he must have been born like six months or so before then. Yeah, not six months. He was like two months when we got him. You think? Yeah. He seemed really old to That's me. That's true. I don't know how old this cat is. Okay. He's so soft. Oh, you're gonna sleep there? Cool bean, baby. <laughs> He's so flat. Okay, what are we doing? Okay. So anyways, uh, she knocks it over and Genevieve goes after her and they talk and she's like, nobody's mad at you. It's okay. And then they... Oh, she tells her mother always told us big or small, there's a difference only you can make. Because they're talking about... Because Lacey's all like, I wish I had, like, a thing. Yeah. Everybody has a thing. Except for me. Hey! Hey! Lacey's thing is being, uh, clumsy. And Genevieve's thing is being late. Aww! No wonder they're besties. That's so cute. Okay, okay, okay. So, by this point, uh, Rowena has done many crimes. She has given the king tea very suspiciously. She has thrown his medicine into a plant. It is only at this point... That we see her actually put something in his drink. Mm-hmm. Like, they are building up to this very slowly, and I really respect it. I do, too. They do it very nicely. I like it. I like everything about Ro- Rowena's whole thing in this film. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how I feel about Desmond, but... Mm. <laughs> oh, here we go. They're gonna go and talk to their father, because they're like, you know what? He... If we all go, he has to listen to all of us, right? And they, or oh, oh, Genevieve oh, and like two other girls go. The the Barbie and Genevieve and Lacey scene was important because Genevieve and Lacey are going to go talk to Dad. Yes. So they go, and he is in the middle of a conversation with Rowena, and she's all like, "But there's such burdens on you," or something, and he's like, "It's true. Uh, my girls are a handful, and, and they worry me sometimes." And her and the, he says something kind of implementing and they share a look and then they go back to tell their sisters Uh, but he carries on after they've left and he's like but burdens they've never been burdens i love my children so much and it's god i hate that trope so much when has someone just conveniently overheard exactly the wrong portion of a conversation and then left immediately god i hate it but anyways so they go back and they tell their sisters what they heard and they've decided that since they are misunderstood and that they're just burdens to their dad they're gonna go live in that realm now forever okay because the other girls are like okay we need to talk to papa and like sort this thing out and then rowena is like your father is sick and it's because of all of you. And I feel valid now. <laughs> um, that's what I have in my notes. Because I was feeling like Rowena was being uh, emotionally abusive to them. But I wasn't, like, positive. Yeah. I was feeling like that was maybe a little strong. Because she's been very controlling. But I don't know. But, like, she literally tells them that their dad is sick because of them. 
as people. Like, you cannot blame children for that kind of thing. Especially when you are literally poisoning the man. Like, (laughs) she's just trying to hurt them and make it so that they- and crush their spirits so they don't disobey her. Mm -hmm. Like, that's so fucked! So she has Desmond watch the door and she locks him in. She's all like, you're lying to me and you're being burdened, so you're gonna stay in here all night and you will not go dancing. Uh, So then, yeah, they're all like, welp, let's just go live there forever. And they do the little dance. Um, They always let Genevieve do the dance, which I feel like... She's not even the oldest. But Can she's somebody... the one that found it. Yes. Um, it but is important to notice. you be like, can I do the magic dance this the time? The second time Derek comes and gives them their shoes. Oh, right. They have the stones outside as well in the same pattern, but no flowers on them. In their mother's them. pavilion. And she's doing the little dance on there, and they're all giggling. And he's like, that's a weird little dance on those stones. Well, he's actually like, huh, Genevieve is so pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> Genevieve. Um... <laughs> Um, I th- does the monkey see them do it? No, he sees Derek, sees Derek do it later. Okay, so they are in this magic realm, and they're all chatting and having a good time. And one of them's like, "I wish I had a handsome prince." And the man gold statue that is on top of one of the fountains comes to life, kind of, and steps down and starts dancing with her. Which is horrifying, but it is less horrifying than if the room made a ghost man. Um, I. How powerful is this magical realm? And specifically, <sighs> this time they ask for ballet dresses and they get cute short little dresses. That might have been less. No, no, it's no this because time. they do have short dresses because when they keep their Derek dresses. Is, yeah. When they go back to the real world, they yes, have their dresses. They don't dresses have the gray still. dresses anymore. It's important. Yes. Okay. Because they're wearing the gray dresses and they wear their cute dresses again. But yeah, the. So the physician <sighs> is all like. I don't know what's wrong with the king. And she's all like, I'm afraid it might be heartbreak ever since the queen died. And she trails off and he's like, oh, then there's nothing I can do. <laughs> and he just puts the medicine away. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, sir, like, I know medieval medicine isn't great, but mm-hmm. like. Well, and so Derek is coming because he just found out that Rowena is stealing from the queen and she's been buying poison from the apothecary and, uh, medicine man is leaving and the footman that works at the castle or just a just an assistant uh butler man that works there Mm -hmm. he's just all like i need to speak to princess genevieve and the man looks nervous and he's like didn't you hear the princesses have all run away and he's like what that doesn't sound right their father is ill they would never do that and the man's like gonna say more but then uh brutus yanks him back in and then you hear like a crash and that man is dead <laughs> uh and the man i don't i don't know if brutus says anything but he like slams the door in Derek's face yeah yeah he's like we don't need you today cobbler <laughs> um yeah so uh goes he how does he get into their room does he like trail the trellis and like climb into their balcony or something yes and he, Felix is like, God, this is such a bad idea. You are going to be arrested. <laughs> and, or, and or die. <laughs> like, this is a princess's room. Like, the implications, it's very bad. It's very it's bad. It's a bad look, Derek. But he's like, yeah. Yeah. He is staring at the stones and he's like, where could they have gone? And he's like, wait, she was doing a Well, he's dance. he's on the stones. There's shoe polish. <laughs> Oh, is that what it is? Because he, like, freshly polished their shoes. Mm-hmm. 
And then he's like, oh, her dance. And then he does the little dance. And Brutus the monkey sees him. Yes. And so Brutus sees the pattern and the dance on the stones. And then he goes to get Rowena. And Derek goes into the magic realm. And he's all like, Genevieve. And she's like, oh, what's up, Derek? Like, she's not super surprised that he's here at all. Yeah. Like, she's if I like, was in a magical oh, fairy realm. Hi, Derek. <laughs> and suddenly the guy I had a crush on showed up after I saw statues come to life. I would think that I had subconsciously wished for him to be there. <laughs> and that the realm had created a copy of Derek for oh, me. Oh, God. God, exactly. This is the horror we are talking about here. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Derek has told them that shit's going bad. Well, he hasn't actually told them how bad it is because he doesn't know even. But he knows that... Uh, God, what does he know? That the king's sick and they need to go... That they, they're poisoning he knows... the king. I don't think that he knew that they were poisoning the well, king. Well, he talked to the apothecary dude. Yeah. They're doing something to the king and she is now reigning queen. I, she, he didn't know that she was reigning queen yet, I don't mm. think. Because they don't... Because when they get back, they're surprised about that. I oh. don't remember what Derek tells them exactly, but they're like, okay, we have to go back. Because mm-hmm. it's... Because all that Derek knows is he went up to the door... And the footman guy said the princesses are missing, and then he went up to the room, and that's it. Yeah. Haven't you heard? <laughs> um. Um. But anyways, he's like, uh, it's going bad. Uh, you guys gotta come back. And they're like, but if we leave, we can never come back here again. Can't we just stay for a little longer? And that's because it's a trap, <laughs> specifically. Yeah. Um. Um, meanwhile the monkey saw Derek do the special dance to get into the realm he goes to tell Rowena and she's all like what is it you stupid monkey and he's (laughs) hopping on the squares and she's like okay okay once a monkey always a monkey when Brutus hops on the little circles expecting something to happen it's actually pretty cute it's like when a cat pounces on something but nothing (laughs) you know is the monkey's name Brutus yes Wait. No, the big man's name is Brutus. No, the big man's name is something else. The monkey's name is Brutus. What? Desmond is the big man. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> I thought he was... Oh. Your bread. I, I to go put my bread in, guys. I'll be right back. I thought, because he was a big brute, his name was Brutus. Yeah, that would make sense, but... You would think, but no, they wouldn't be that nice to me. <laughs> Desmond. So, uh, Rowena and Brutus are there, and she's just about to walk away when he hops on the correct square, and it glows, and she's like, hmm? Ah, there was a method to your madness. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't think it really shows it, but the next thing you see is that they are in the realm, and she's like, oh, I wish I could see what was happening over there. And her spectacles turn into a telescope mm-hmm. thing. And she sees, and she's like, oh, Brutus, grab some of those flowers. Which, so the OG queen took some of the magic with her. What kind of magic did she take with her? Like, you gotta assume it's water or flowers or a metaphor. Yeah. It's maybe a metaphor, like the magic of the memory. But they put such emphasis on it, it seems weird. And then they never bring it up again. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, they go back upstairs, and she is having Desmond uh, <laughs> smash all of the stones. 
Yeah. And I think different magic is stored in separate stones, because when he destroys one stone, a pavilion disappears, and then when he smashes another stone, something else disappears. Because they're all like, okay, let's go back. And then things are disappearing. Their, and like, their boats disappear. Uh, what? Wait. Yeah, they're like, where are the boats? And then things disappear. And then the one thing with the stairs that lead them home also disappears. And they're like, we're trapped here forever. Oh, no. It's a trap. It's okay. So they definitely could go back more than three times. But I think she did write that down as a warning. Like, a, you can go back as many times as you want. But every time it gets more enticing. Mm-hmm. So you should only go three times because the fourth time it'll be really hard to leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But in this case, it just so happened to be very literal, so who Yeah, knows? they can never come back. Yeah. Well, they, maybe, no, because they dance, well. Because the there's the outdoor. The garden. Yes. Aren't marked, so maybe they are not. I don't. a first one. No, there's not. Because she danced on it and it didn't work. Yes. But I'm wondering if maybe she was stepping on the wrong ones. Well, she steps on all of them during her dance. Yeah, but you have to start on the correct one. I'm saying maybe she didn't start on the correct one. I I know what you're marked. saying, yeah. but if she's dancing on the stone, then wouldn't it start there, even if she's not in the right part of the dance? You know what I mean? No, because you have to start on the youngest flower. But how does the magic know that you didn't just start right there you know what i mean like when brutus is jumping on a bunch of stones like eventually he hits the right one yeah. and then that counts yes so i'm saying i think it should count if she dances on that stone at all even if she didn't technically start there like it oh, should start okay, when she like, gets there so even so if she's like a third of the way through the dance when she steps on that stone it's all like oh you started yes let's go that's what i think should happen okay. if it did work See, well, I was thinking of it more like a Mario puzzle, where mm -hmm. you have the four treasure chests, and if you don't start with the right one, you get electrocuted. Right. Or if you go, like, one, two, four, you get electrocuted, and you have to start <laughs> all over again. <laughs> um, but they are trapped in this realm forever, and they're like, oh, no. And, and then they're just like, we wish we knew what the way home was, and then it shows them. Yeah, it just, like, plays a little tune, and they're like, oh, we can dance our way home. Yay. And so she starts the dance, and it doesn't work. And I'm like, oh, she's gonna have to do it backwards. So you, like, spin three times on the eldest flower, and then you, like, <laughs> dance, you step on them backwards. No, she has to dance with her bowl, her boo, because she's, like, trying to do it, and he, like, happens to step on it with her, and then it glows. See, this place is fucking with them. Yeah, yeah. Like... Those clearly were not the rules before. It was just like, oh. I ship y'all. Yeah. <laughs> kiss. Now kiss. Because <laughs> what are they supposed to do if Derek wasn't there? Die? Yeah. Dance with another sibling? I don't know. I don't know. Because no one else has to do a... Maybe if Derek wasn't there, they'd have to do it backwards. <laughs> yeah. Just like, just like it's something. It's all like, yeah, you can get home, but I'm going to make you work for it's it. It's a puzzle now. <laughs> yeah. So they get back and they end up back in the garden at the where the st outside stones are in their mother's pavilion, I think. Yeah, and they still are keeping their dresses. I have a yes. little note, so they still have their short ballet dresses. God, thank you. I do not like the gray dresses. 
Yeah, so they're in their cute color-coded dresses, and uh, the guards are after them because they are treasonous princesses. Yeah. Can, can we talk about the politics? I think it's time to talk about the politics of this. The politics? I don't know anything about politics. I think we did kind of address a little bit of this, but what I'd like to say is that I find it a little hard to swallow that the people of this kingdom would be so okay with the normal succession being uprooted like this. Like, who are these men who Arena hired? Did, did they, like, do they live in this area and have known these princesses as... As their heirs or mercenaries? Yeah, that's what I was kind of feeling like would need to be the case. Because clearly the people who were already in the palace are much more on the princess's side than the than Rowena's. Because like when when the king signs over power to Rowena so that she's queen, the the footman guy, who I guess is not a footman because he was also there, but like whatever. He looks so uncomfortable, so unhappy, and he's like whispering to Derek and like Yeah, so she distinctively hired these outside people because they didn't have a personal connection. Yeah, any say in it. They were just like, what about the OG, the original princesses? And she was like, traitors, I think you mean. <laughs> if you see them, throw them in the dungeon. And they're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, because this is who hired them. She's paying them. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that I feel like people who actually lived in this kingdom would be more upset about that unless Rowena is somehow connected to their royal line already. Well, she's his cousin. She is his cousin. But, but if we're saying theory... that his wife is the one who grew up in this palace and yes. is part of this royal line, then Rowena would not be related to this royal line. Yeah. By blood. I don't know. Sidetrack. Galaxy Store just sent me a little ad and it's like, you belong on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Fucking shit. <laughs> God. I'm literally on TikTok every day. It's a mistake. I'm a TikTok cosplayer and I regret it. <laughs> Anyways, you get those? Like, they're all like, you should download Twitter. And you're like... <laughs> okay, I'm I'm literally on Twitter right now. Like, yeah, it's real weird when it's like too accurate of ad tracking. Well, so like we well, noticed but you were on so TikTok. Download TikTok. inaccurate though because yeah. it's like you download a new app and then you suddenly start getting ads for that app and it's like I see that you see that I'm interested in this thing, but the problem is I already have it. You dumbos. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that was... Okay, so my other theory is that um, what we were talking about, I think, earlier, is that maybe the princesses are really unpopular in their kingdom. Like, well, the king yeah. thinks that they're embarrassing because maybe they are. Like, maybe no one likes them or trusts them, and it's actually a relief to have what appears to be a competent woman in charge. Mm-hmm. And that's why people are more okay with it when they are not in the palace and don't know the girls personally. Yeah. So, and that is kind of addressed because that foreigner comes and invites yeah. them to a party and then he's like, never mind, they're animals. <laughs> so he loves his daughters, but yeah, they aren't super great for the public eye, for a public views. Right. So I'm wondering how prominent that public view of the princesses is in their own kingdom. Yeah. Anyways, I don't think that we have any actual conclusions here. That's just our thoughts about that. <laughs> Do we have we ever had a conclusion once in our life? 
we decided that Fairytopia Barbie is trans. Oh, <laughs> very yeah. definitive. Trans and bi. Yes, trans bisexual Alina is a conclusion that we came to. You're that's right. the only one. And also that it's a disability. Uh, uh, trans by disabled Alina. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay. You know who else is trans? It's Dirk Gently. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways. He's trans and autistic. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, They kind of split up and they're all like, okay, the twins are going to take care of the guards. They're walking on stilts. And make the gallards, like, fall off a little tiny ledge. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, some of the older girls are doing something. So they're all doing something, distracting people. And I think Genevieve and Derek are off to find the king or something. Yes, they are. And they leave up. the three little girls alone. They're, like, hanging out where they came in. Mm -hmm. But uh, Lacey remembers that she's got magic water. And it's like, God, Lacey, I really wish you would have just given that to Genevieve earlier. Like, <laughs> but that's her thing is like forgetting and messing up. And yeah, so yeah. this is her being able to fix something. Mm -hmm. It's important for her and her development as a child. Yeah, sure, I guess. Anyways, I really wish you would have thought of that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as we all remember, Rowena stole a flower or a couple of flowers, and she wishes for the suits of armor to protect her or something. Oh! So now we have evil suits of armor. We skipped a very important scene, oh, which is we? the scene where, a very important scene to me personally, <laughs> which is where uh, Rowita reveals her evil plan to the king. King oh, Randolph he's is apparently dead. his name, because he's dying right now. She just gave him, like, the last dose of poison, and she's like, you won't be missed, at least not by me. And I'm like... If only there was someone who loved you. <laughs> God. Gets me every time. Um, some other things that I have in my notes is that uh, Brutus attacks uh, Felix the bird. And it made me very uncomfortable because that monkey could eviscerate that bird. Anyways, the monkeys cat saves him. Scary. Yeah, monkeys are so scary. If a monkey decides to do violence... He's gonna succeed. We're, yeah. Violence will occur and it will be very, very bad. <laughs> Nobody's gonna have a good time. Mm -hmm. Not even that monkey, because then, like, legally, the United States of America have to kill him or something. You know what <laughs> makes me upset is, like, as soon as a dog has eaten human flesh, they're like, well, gotta kill it. Hmm. Or something. I watched Bones. Bones? The, the show. Okay. I have no familiarity with Bones the Show. Oh, you don't know Bones the Show? I don't. It's with Dr. Brennan. Um, <laughs> they are, they work at the Smithsonian and she studies bones. Aw. And so, uh, uh, the dude that works at the police place, they are all like, hey, you should help us discover this murder because it's just bones. <laughs> how do we know what happened and she's like no i don't want to i just want to go on expeditions and look at old civilizations they're so cool and they're like bones please <laughs> tell us how this man was murdered and she's like "Ugh, fine and then she's like well there's this cracking and then there you know when you got cut oh like there's divots in the bone 
Yeah. Or the bone got cracked. So it's very interesting and very scientific. That sounds fun. And they have a bug guy, so if there were bugs, he'll be like, oh yeah, so these bugs are here, so that helps us locate where they were before they died, and blah blah blah. It's very fun. Wow. We should watch some bones. The beginning episodes are much more fun than the later ones, and I kind of gave up. Hmm. Um, I was only watching Bones because I had no more Criminal Minds. Oh, but I do yeah. have Criminal Minds. You want to watch Criminal Minds? It's on Hulu. Like, the last three seasons that I haven't seen. You know how Ooh. Netflix only has up to 12? I didn't, but yeah. Yeah, they have like 13 through 15, and I'm like, oh my god, thanks CBS or TNT or whoever you're with. <laughs> Anyways, I can't actually watch Criminal Minds with you. I have to be in the room passively while you're watching Criminal Minds. I know. Um, back when we were in college, I would watch it on my little lofted bed, and you would stand by my bed, <laughs> and then you would keep walking away, and then you'd come back, and I'm like, you don't have to watch this with me, and you're like, ah. <laughs> Criminal Minds is very good and interesting, but I can't physically, emotionally, mentally, anxiety-wise. <laughs> also, I figured out that it's not Matthew Gray Glover. It's like Matthew Gray Goobler. What? That does not sound near as good. No, it doesn't. I don't know. My dyslexic brain lied to me. And so did Kelsey's. And so I was just like, hey, it's Goobler. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> Anyways, I am so sorry. That's uh, another Berenstain thing. It must be. It must be from the Everse. <laughs> I'm from the Everse. Which universe are you from? <laughs> uh, wiggle your mouse. Yes, we'll do. Okay, 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 okay. Evil suit of armor. They, like, make it to the castle and she sees they... them and then she's all like, foolish, I have magic flowers. <laughs> yeah, I, I just have literal magic. I don't know why you guys didn't do this. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I, I thought ahead. <laughs> Sucks to be you, I guess. Um, so the, they have a little action scene there. Uh, oh, I like how you can see the blank spaces through the, uh, armor? suits of armor. Yeah. It's, it looks nice. Um, also when you attack them, they just kind of break apart and like fall on the ground. Like when you attack a skeleton in an RPG, that's kind of yeah. fun. Um, uh, so like they, they have a little action scene, they defeat the armor and then Rowena's is like, okay. I have an idea. I will give you exactly what you want. And she says, I wish you would dance forever and ever and ever. And, and Genevieve. Uh, and her sister is there. Oh, is she? Yeah. There's like, maybe it's just her. I don't thought that would. Anyways, they have fans. Yes, they do the fan thing. And, uh. Which is, uh, a reminiscent of their training with Rowena because she was having exactly. them do fan things. Oh, oh, we didn't talk about the the theming of this entire sequence because this entire time the king and society and especially Rowena has been trying to mold these girls into a singular kind of like so socially acceptable way to be a woman or a princess. And then in this ending sequence, it's so good because everyone gets something to do that has to do with how they are unique and the skills that they've developed because of their own interests. And like, anyways, this movie is like anti-conformity. Yeah, it's very nice. 
Except for the children, because they're five. Well, like you were saying, Lacey gets her thing. Yeah. But still, they are five. They are five. Oh, God, they're five? <laughs> Literally, they just turned five. They were four! <laughs> oh, they're children! Those are babies! <laughs> she was mean to babies! I'm still on that! <laughs> okay. Anyways. But yeah, that's very, very important to me. And so, like, and then she's able... I don't know The magic what is the... wafting towards them. It's yes. sparkle dust. I'm trying to... Yes. And then they, like, she wave their fans really just, fast. just fans it back at her. And so it hits Rowena, and then Rowena is dancing. And she's like, what? No, Desmond. Desmond, stop me. Desmond. And so Desmond's all like, oh, wait, what? And he tries to stop her, but then he is incorporated into the magic, and the magic dust Right, is he all gets dust them. on him. And then uh, they are dancing together forever. And he's all like, oh, your, your highness. And she's like, Desmond, don't touch me there. Desmond, stop. <laughs> she does not want this and he this it's all that he's ever wanted for his entire life yeah he's kind of in love with this lady yeah it's unfortunate it's real unfortunate um and then they just dance off into the night um i was watching some forever should we talk about the dancing sickness that was in europe because it struck a couple of different towns, but it started at one. Anyways, it was, it's mostly attributed to a mass hysteria thing. You know, you don't really know why the first case started, but then one person is dancing until they collapse. And mm-hmm. so a bunch of other people start dancing because it's a mass hysteria thing and it affects you psychologically and now you are dancing. Anyways, they would dance until they collapsed and then once they woke up, they would start dancing again and they literally danced until they died. So huh. hypothetically, Rowena is gonna dance until she dies. Okay, I was gonna talk about that also because that's what some boys who I've been watching watch Barbie on YouTube Whoa, what? have taught. Nice. Okay, yeah, Aaron and Joe on YouTube. Uh, don't watch them unless you have like thick skin because they will roast your Barbie movies. But <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 silly boys. Anyways, uh, they were like, yeah, they're just gonna die in a few days when they starve to death, and that is horrific. And what you're saying is horrific. What I'm also thinking of. See, what I always assumed is that because of like fae magic and because she said you'll dance forever and ever and ever, is that now that they're immortal and that they can't stop ever, is what oh. I always thought as a child. Oh. And so either way, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah, see, I was just thinking they would die of exhaustion and bloody feet. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, what. Anything that, any way that this goes, it's very, very bad. Yeah, I forgot about the fae magic. Don't <laughs> fuck with fairies, guys. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're real, but don't mess with them. <laughs> so my belief system is a lot to do with, no, I don't believe in that. No, I'm not going to mess with it. Mm-hmm. Ghosts aren't real. No, I'm not going to play with a Ouija board <laughs> or do f- weird things at the witching hour. I'm not stupid. <laughs> And that works for me. And see, I'm much more in where I just, where I think that that kind of thing is interesting and I would do it if I wasn't like a literal scary cat. Like, I'm, like, even, yeah, anything spooky, I just, mm-hmm. I just have such a hard time, even though I definitely don't believe it in it. 
Like, I would play with a Ouija board, probably. But not, like, in the dark, in, like, a scary room. <laughs> you know, one time, grandmother gave Kelsey and Bethany a Ouija board, and she was like, you girls want to play with this? They got it at the secondhand store. And Kelsey and Bethany were like, no, <laughs> we're good. And she's like, oh, really? Our super highly Christian grandmother? <laughs> Who knows? Anyways, I want to play the elevator game so bad. <laughs> I want to go to an alternate dimension. With a red cross in the distance. It's definitely just hell, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Anyways. Bar- Barbie. So they dance off, and then they're all like, Oh no, our papa is dying. And Lacey is all like, Fear not, I have magic water. <laughs> and then she just, like, pours it on his teeth. And it's... <laughs> Yeah, which hypothetically is him like ingesting it, but still, it's it's not my favorite now moment he of has animation. Really nice teeth. <laughs> um, and so it saves their dad, and uh, Jen is all, "We'll do better, father. We'll be more proper." And he says, "You are each special, beautiful princesses, and you'll each do wonderful things in your own way, just as your mother did." Good, I'm crying. Your mother told me, and I'm like. Oh my god! Supportive dad count two! I think we're up to three now. What? We did get an I I know that we had at least a two I'm proud of you's before this movie. So we're we're okay. getting some- We're getting- We're getting some if, proud dads. If we can't get fatherly support in real life, at least Barbie will provide for us. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Mattel is here to save the I don't need paternal father. I don't need paternal support. (laughs) I've got Barbie. Anyways, they save their dad and the kingdom, and hypothetically, they have to go and find the guards and be like, uh, he's king again. We're good. Stop trying to kill my siblings. (laughs) Um, I don't know if anything happened after that, but in all caps I have, is Jen getting married? What? Because she's, like, talking to her dad and she's in a fancy little white dress, and they're chatting, and he's like, I am so proud of you. You look beautiful. And she's like, can you imagine being late on my own wedding day? And he's all like, we can only hope not, or something. Well, what Cause she's what he says is late. that, what he says is, today is a very special day. And she's like, yeah, I'm on time for something. And then they both have a little chuckle, a yeah. sensible chuckle. <laughs> and you're like... Wait, what's important about today? And suddenly, 16-year-old Jen is getting married? Oh, fuck, you're right. She's 16. She's 16. How old is Derek? Mm. I love him. I'm gonna assume he's 18. He's a tradesman. He is. He has a career. He has to be 18, otherwise I'll be upset. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, did we talk about this last time? Writers, stop underaging your girls and writing older male love interests you know who i'm looking at it's the host god damn stephanie meyer stop it stop it stephanie meyer we can tell that you're doing it on purpose and we don't like seeing it it sucks stephanie meyer stop anyways also at disney Oh, Disney, stop. It's weird. Some of those men are like five years older than those girls. And it's like, those are very healthy depicted relationships. That's not what we're talking about because there can be healthy, like, age gap relationships. What's wrong is that it's normalizing that. 
and that young girls think it's okay to be in love with older men. And then that's where pedophilia stems from. It's an institutionalized accepted form of pedophilia. And I don't like it. <laughs> because, and it does have to do with the whole, oh, well, girls mature faster than boys. And oh my so, God, yeah. Uh, a girl will date a slightly older guy because they are slightly more mature than their current age bracket, which is fine. But now uh, you're 18 dating a 25-year-old. And I'm not saying that can't work because I'm sure there are instances in which it can, but it's sus as heck. And there are also, like, they also do, like, 16-year-olds and 21-year-olds, which is yes. n uh, never okay. <laughs> and there's, like, this rule, and it's half your age plus seven, which I think is a pretty good rule. Because once you're, say, 40, and you're dating a 30-year-old, you have both been adults for at least 10 years. Do you know what I mean? I look at it and say, how long has this person been an adult? If you are 18, you have not been an adult yet. You don't have those experiences. If you are 25, you've been an adult for at least 6, 7 years. That's weird, dude. You're dating a child. Yeah, I don't care about age gaps. I care about, like, power dynamics yeah. and, and pedophilia. Even. So, what, is that a seven age gap? Your age gap? So if there's, um, say, a 21-year-old and a 29-year-old, that's still a little weird, but it's less weird to me. Mm -hmm. Because the 21-year-old has had time to experience life on their own. And they don't have... Eh, not a lot. <laughs> not a lot. But do you see what I'm saying? The older you get, like, a six, seven-year age gap is less weird. Mm -hmm. So you're 40 and you're dating a 47-year-old. That That's not weird to me. Uh, yeah, definitely not. You're both adults. You've both done adult things. You both experienced life. But, mm, yeah. Anyways, it's less... That's why it's the half your age plus seven, because then that age gap can grow as you get older. Mm -hmm. Anyways, that's that's all. I don't have any, like, actual thoughts. I don't have any actual beliefs. I'm just all like, hmm, that seems sus. Maybe don't do that. <laughs> so yeah, Derek better be 18. Or 18 or 19. 19 would be fine. He's a tradesman. He's been on his own for a while. You know what I mean? He probably worked under a person to learn how to make shoes. Yeah. She's 16. Anyway, sorry, that was... She is getting married. She's marrying the shoe maker, and oh right, I have. It's fine though because she's a middle child. Yes, you, I also have that written down, bro. Because I was thinking the eldest has to marry a prince. The eldest is going to rule. Yeah, I was like, he's a cobbler. Are y'all serious? Mm -hmm. But <laughs> she's allowed to do this. She's not one of the older children. Right. You have less responsibility the younger you get. So, yeah, it's fine. She's the first to be married, but she doesn't have any responsibilities to this kingdom. <laughs> and unless they had to marry her off for, like, uh, peacemaking purposes, it's fine. He's got, what, 11 other daughters? Yeah, exactly. They're good. They just have so many girls that it doesn't matter at this point. Yeah. It's gonna start getting tight the later it gets for them, though. Yeah, is the, he gonna The more of them, them who get married... <laughs> <laughs> the rougher it's gonna get for <laughs> you're like Genevieve got to marry for love and he's like well our yeah. kingdom we have we have politics dear <laughs> yeah so how's that gonna work <laughs> cause do they have dowries how rich is Derek now 
Yeah, so is <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Is their king father going to support Derek and her? He might a little bit, and because I think she would be fine living off of Derek's wage, but Derek doesn't have a house, I don't think. Yeah. Derek's got to get a house. He's got a wife <laughs> to support. Are they going to live I, in a castle? I would She's assume... She's 16. Is she going to want to be away from her siblings? Oh, man. Yeah, I guess it just kind of felt like Derek would just, like, move in with them. But that does... would be weird. So, so... I'm adult, and I don't want to be away from my sister. And she lives in Portland, and that's really far away. Oh, baby. I'm sad. Um... Yeah, it's a real weird end to this film, because I don't think that she is ready to move out and be without her sisters. Like, they are a very tight-knit group. Yeah, see, that's why the marriage was so weird to me. Like, yeah, they're in love and they okay. really like each other, but she is not ready to be yeah. married. I guess I never thought it through like that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, anyways. That's just how uh, you end movies, or how you used to end movies before we got- marriage and children and happiness. The only time I ever accepted that was in Hunger Games, because I'm like, she deserves it. Okay, but also, wasn't that, like, a tragic ending where it was, like, but actually she's still depressed and traumatized? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I- that's a cop-out. Anyways, yeah, that's- that's that movie. They got married, and then- Oh, uh, Felix and Twyla were sitting next to each other. They had a whole arc. Twyla saved Felix from that cat. I mean, not from the cat, from the monkey. Yeah. And then they were, like, friends, and now now they're, like, friends, even though Be they were, like, not friends earlier. They were not not friends? They were not- they were not friends, specifically, but because, because she was physically like, attacking him. Yeah, she's all like, oh, bird, must attack. And he's all like, please don't eat me, I am a sentient being. <laughs> and she's all like, but I'm cat. And I can he's speak like, oh, human God. language. <laughs> he can understand her. Oh, he's a meow. <laughs> Okay, anyways, um, yeah. Uh, L Lacey and the king have a dance at the oh yeah at, at the wedding, uh, which I have written down youngest sibling privilege. She's the king's favorite because she's baby, <laughs> and everyone's like, "That's fair." Okay, closing thoughts. Genevieve sh shouldn't have gotten married. Yeah, that's that's a weird ending for this film. I I get that she had a romantic subplot, but you don't have to get married at the end of a romantic subplot. It's just because this movie's older, and that's just how they ended movies. Yeah. They, like, hardly give Barbie a romantic interest anymore. Yeah, they just don't do it because they're like, no, this is about, like, her as a person well, growing. Well, and it's a really interesting development in our society and our media. Right. Because it used to be... Yeah, a girl you want to find a loving husband, and you're like, yeah, I want to find my prince someday. And then it kind of grew to where women don't need men to be a complete person. Right. Uh, I just saw a thing, and they were all like, marriages don't last like they used to, but in 1975 was the when uh, women could open their own bank account. That was the first time women could open their own bank account. Mm. And so that kind of explains why we're getting away from that and why uh, millennials specifically are the least getting married, uh, least having sex, least... Also because we're depressed. We're not even <laughs> millennials, but we're depressed. But yeah, it's the... You don't need a man to complete you, and they are really good at driving that point. And it's not even... Uh, point of you don't need a man to complete you it's uh you are your own person and you are doing your own things and you're an incredible young lady 
sort of thing. Right. And so it's a weird kind of thing that has happened where uh, female-centered media was so much about romance, it feels like, Mm -hmm. that now they've kind of gone in the opposite direction so harshly because now it's almost like it would feel not feminist to give someone a romantic interest which is not really the case but Mm -hmm. i can see what they're doing where it's there's like there was so much of this other thing that now we're just trying to like make other kinds of stories for girls i really appreciated how the new um bumblebee did it oh yeah did you watch bumblebee yes very good she had a slight romantic interest and he was her counterpart for the movie. He was helping her out. He was her sidekick, her helper. And at the very end, he, like, kind of tries to kiss her. And she's like, whoa, dude. I've known you for, like, a week. Yeah, he was much more interested in her than, like, she was just like, yeah, you're fine. She was like, I'm not. And it was sort of like a, I'm not saying I'm not into you. I'm just not there yet, dude. Like, <laughs> chill. And I appreciated that a lot because they still developed that relationship and they were still friends. And she was like, hey, I'm not actually there yet for a romantic relationship. And he was like, oh, okay, okay, understandable. Yeah, that's so valid of them. That's also kind of what they do in uh, the more modern Barbie films, Mm -hmm. where they're just like, there is a boy here, and we will imply that maybe they have a connection, but like he barely has any screen time, and that's not the focus of the film. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Specifically, um, Barbie Pearl Princess, she kind of has a thing with the prince. Uh, Does that one, she? Yeah, there's that one prince from another country, and they kind of flirt. Okay. But they don't really end up together. Okay, yeah. Because he's only in, like, the second half of the movie. Because it's about her journey. Um, But yeah, that was a really interesting media development, because it happened over the course of our lives. Right. So, like, you start out with a swan princess, and they are destined to be together, and then they get married. Um... I'm not talking Barbie, by the way. And, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you have Barbie, who doesn't even have a romantic interest. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know, in all of the media that we watch, like, it develops that way. And, like, they hardly have a romantic love interest anymore, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's just an interesting development that I'm used to a certain type of media and now they've changed it all of a sudden. Right. <laughs> What's interesting is Studio Ghibli films, Miyazaki specifically. Uh-huh. Um, his, he always has a very strong female protagonist. Not all of them have love interests. Hardly any of them. Um, mm-hmm. Castle of the Sky, kind of romantic love interest, not really. Okay, but also they're like kids. They're and kids. so it kind of hits different. Yeah. Kind of the same with uh, Chihiro, Chihiro and Haku. Yeah. The yeah, so in Spirited Away, they're also sort of romantically involved, but they're children, so they don't really, it, it feels different. It's like, yeah, I like you, but... But in, like, maybe a kid crush kind of way, but also we're, like, friends? Yeah, and it's very innocent, if that's the correct word. It's very pure and lovely and nice, and it doesn't feel like forced romance. Um, There are a few with romance in them. And they're totally fine, but mostly it is that we have a male and a female protagonist who interact and become friends. Yeah. And they like each other just fine. And it's very nice. And so I had Barbie movies growing up where she kept ending up with her prince, and then Miyazaki movies growing up where 
none of these young girls have a love interest. So I guess because of that media, it wasn't as weird, the change. Mm -hmm. Because in a Miyazaki movie, when they have a love interest, I'm like, what? Like, Whisper (laughs) of the Heart, my favorite. But also she gets a boyfriend and they're going to get married. And I'm like, I support y'all. But that was weird for me. Because especially that wasn't like, it's one of the older Miyazaki ones, but it wasn't one that I well, watched right away. And I don't think that that one is Miyazaki. I think that that's... Yeah, is. Are you sure? Because either that one or The Cat Returns had, like, a different director. Let me look it up. But yeah, I just think that it's very interesting specifically to see that change in Barbie movies because it's so noticeable. Oh, you are correct. Yoshifumi Kondo. Um... Which makes it make sense that it was a romance. Right, that it feels so different from a normal Miyazaki. Yeah. It's just a Studio Ghibli from another guy who then was... Then what's... Because there's weird references to it in The Cat Returns. Yeah, they're like a thing. Hiroyuki Mori... Morita. Hiroyuki Morita um, did The Cat Returns. And The Cat Returns has a lot of, like, references to Whisper of the Heart. Well, it's the story that she was writing in Whisper of the Heart. Yes. So she was writing a story in Whisper of the Heart about this cat and this girl. And that's kind of what The and Cat I Returns was. And I think that was. Whisper of the Heart comes first. Yep, it was 1995, and this is 2002. Okay, yeah. Cool. Huh. His son did that dragon movie that kind of sucks. Oh, that... God... I think I've maybe seen that once. Who I could know what you? happens in that? Yo, what happens? It has this one song that kind of slaps, but that's it. That movie's real bad. It's wild. <laughs> I am sorry. Anyways, um, okay, okay. So thoughts about this movie? <laughs> yeah. Barbie. I think that this was a real, real weird choice for an adaptation. Yeah. It's always been kind of clunky in my brain. Yeah, like, I always think it doesn't have much of a plot, but then I watch it, I'm like, oh no, this totally has a plot. It has a plot, what it doesn't have is well-defined characters, is, because there are yeah. too many. And that, it doesn't have well-defined character arcs. Like, you can find them in there, mm-hmm. but they're, yeah. And Genevieve is their main character, but she's also not that well-developed. And so that's probably why it's a little fuzzy in my brain to remember this movie. Yeah, because you can't latch on to single characters mm-hmm. as well. Like I said, I totally forgot about the animal companions. Oof, yeah. They are fine. They do not offend. They don't. Yeah, they're okay. But they're just like another thing in this film that's already kind of jam-packed with stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's a weird choice because it comes with like an automatic 12 main characters, which is a lot to go with, you know? Um, I can remember maybe eight of them. That's because three of them are are triplets and two are twins. And then there's Genevieve. So there's six. Um, that's it. I got six. (laughs) Yeah, the older girls all kind of blend together. Uh Uh-huh. I know Courtney. Love Courtney. Also, did anyone know the Twelve Dancing Princesses? Is that like a well-known children's story? That you would want to adapt it? Like it would have interest? Because I feel feel like like i only ever heard it from a single source in my childhood like yeah you'll have a fairy tale book and it might be in there that's about all i ever experienced from it was like in a mishmash of fairy tales which i guess makes sense but also it feels like a weird one to hit 
Yeah. Um, so the version that I heard besides this movie is we had this, uh cassette tape that we listen to in the car of like bedtime things for kids i think yeah. and anyways that tape was like sort of fucked up <laughs> the one i had my tape uh it had um eurydices and orpheus orpheus it had the story of eurydices and orpheus and in my like six-year-old brain that was the peak of romance <laughs> that got me i was just like oh my god he looked at her and now she has to go back down to hell. It wasn't really hell, you know what I mean. Anyways, yeah, and then he he didn't look behind him and he only didn't look next to him and he only looked ahead because he knew she was always by his side, you know, in their death place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I listened to as a child. You want to know what happens in the cassette yes. tape version of the 12 Dancing they Princesses? Do. Uh, the princesses are wearing out their shoes every night. That's, like, the whole thing that yes. follows through from, like, the original thing. Uh, well, a lot of it is actually, like, everything about the magic place is the same. The plot that they have in this story is totally different. But, um, the princesses are disappearing every night, and so the king is like, where are these kids dancing at? I have to find out. So he's, like, hiring dudes to... Well, not hiring. It's like a test. He's all like, find out what my daughters are doing at night. And you have like a couple chances to do it. But if you fail, I will kill you. Oh. That's just what they did? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Anyways. uh, And so what these girls are doing is... Before they go to their magic place, they are drugging the guys who are supposed to watch them and see what they're doing. Oh. It, these girls are responsible for the deaths of many, many men. <laughs> Just so that they can go dance in their magical place with their magical princes. Uh, anyways, but this one guy doesn't take their food and finds out what they're doing in their magical place. And then he gets to marry one of them. The end. What was that one story where there was, it was this, you know, standard old lady asking for water and food, and the two older sisters were like, ew, no. And so one was cursed to have, like, snakes and frogs come out of her mouth every time Uh she spoke, and the other one had, like, rocks and something else. And then the youngest, they were like, you go and talk to her and, you know, offer her food and drink if she asks. And so she does. And the lady's all like, I see that you have been lovely and you have helped me. And But every time she speaks, gems and flowers come out of her mouth uh-huh. and it sucks. Okay, the original story is just that that's like a blessing. The, but I specifically read like a... A, a version of it? Like a, a book that was based on that fairy tale that's about how bad that sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that we're like conflating those mentally. Yeah. Because I do think that that's just an original fairy tale. Yeah. Where that is like she's... a normal blessing. Yeah. It's not, though. <laughs> no, I think the one I read was pretty short. Okay. Because her mother was very pleased, but, you know, she couldn't talk without things tumbling out of her mouth. So it wasn't that great. It was better than, like, frogs and lizards. But maybe the, like, moral of the story was just don't talk to strangers. 
See, I remember a whole thing about, like, a prince coveting her gemstones, and so he got, like, married to her, but it was, like, a really bad relationship because he didn't actually care about her, and, like... That sounds like a real and, thing. And, like, her throat was, like, all torn up all the time, and, like... Oh. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Hey, old fairy tales wild. Wild. Anyways, Yeah. Pole Dancing Princesses is a really weird one to adaptate. And yet, you ever think, like, when you think of, like, your favorite Barbie movies, doesn't this one come up? Like, for you, does it? Is this one of your faves? Like, it always did for me as a kid, very specifically, because the vibes of this movie are impeccable. They are good vibes. The music in this film hits so hard. (laughs) And so it doesn't matter so much that you can't connect to the characters as well because you are so swept up in everything about yeah. it. I feel like this one is just like really well made and well in well I don't I don't know. The atmosphere is very good. Yes. Um my girlfriend specifically says that um Nutcracker and Troll Dancing Princesses are their two favorites. That is so valid. Okay, uh, so yeah, how would you rate this film? Solid eight out of ten. Oh, wow. It's a good film. It's a good film. I really enjoy this film. I don't remember all of our statistics, but character development, not great. Music, impeccable. Uh, plot, amazing. Okay, theming and villain. Oh, God, they're theming, like, they're, like, environmental storytelling like the spider to her carriage so good like like they do so much with rowena in this film this is a good movie this is a good movie i'd say it's more of a seven for me i'm nicer than you Uh, yeah this is a real good film though it's good you should watch this film if you haven't watched this film why are you listening (laughs) to this podcast it was a real long podcast about this film for you not to have seen it (laughs) uh We're going to edit out a lot. This is longer, much, much longer than the movie right now. Yeah, this was a good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Heck, yes. You want to talk about politics? Uh, First, I wanted to talk about this uh, tweet that I made in September. September? God, September. Um, Oh, oh, fuck it. It got rid of it. I need it back. Why does it keep closing my tweet? I'm trying to... Do a thing! Oh my god, I can't scroll back to September. I hate this. Sorry, I've been trying to be proactive on the Twitter, but it is inhibiting you. (laughs) Anyways, so in our last official episode, not our bonus episode that we did for October, we didn't talk about this then because it was a bonus episode, not because I forgot. Um, (laughs) So, uh... Last time, we, uh, we we decided to start asking questions for audience participation. Oh, audience participation. Yeah, bro. Anyways, uh, we asked uh, which Barbie movies are underrated gems. And so I made a tweet about it. And here are some of the responses on the tweet. Uh, Barbie Lover said uh, that Nutcracker is a classic, but they tend to see it lower on ranking lists, but that it's an iconic Christmas movie. And yeah, bro, that movie's so good. (laughs) Like that hits. Um, 
Portia the Icon and uh, Fairy Secret Starlight Adventure and Thumbelina. Uh, I like two of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you were valid for your interest in lugs. Okay, I think that we asked that question because we thought that Barbie Diaries was underrated. Yes, um, it is, because a lot of people just discount it. Which is also what Grace said in reply to our tweet. Yes. Barbie Diaries. Thank you, Grace. Um, Switchboy Johnny said uh, D- Diamond Castle. Diamond Castle is very good. I don't know that it's underrated, though. People love Diamond Castle. They are right The cottage core. Oh, the cottage core lesbians. <laughs> Joachim Edlund said Three Musketeers. That does feel a little underrated. Yeah. It's not as popular, but I wouldn't say it's unpopular. But I do really like that movie, and I don't <laughs> hear about it a lot. And this person's icon is just a heart, and I can't pronounce their at. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Esgesaritip. <laughs> Anyways, we are so sorry. Nutcracker and Magic of Pegasus is what they said. Yeah, I don't think. And those are two of my favorite underrated one twos. I don't think Nutcracker is underrated. Well, it might be underrated, but it's definitely a lot of people's favorite. And I think that that's because it's the first one, and so a lot of people had that one specifically. Um, but I think Magic of Pegasus is underrated because I agree. They have a wonderful hero's like that one hits so hard. Well, during the podcast. Yeah. I loved that movie. That's a good movie. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to hit. Um, so we need another question. And what I wanted to ask based on this film are which uh, animal companions are your favorites? I know what mine are. It's real obvious. But... <laughs> I know what my least favorite is. Okay. What are it's your favorite... It's not even Bibble. Bibble okay. is not my least favorite. <laughs> what are your favorite and least favorite bonus question animal companions in Barbie films? Which ones hit good? Which ones hit bad? <laughs> so yeah, we'll make that post in a little bit here. Well, we'll do it we'll after the after episode post. comes out, I think. Um, But yeah, at Barbie Slaps on Twitter, and you can go reply to our post and tell us who you're favorite animal companion is and we'll probably talk about it on the podcast it depends on how many people we get but yeah we've we actually have a decent following on twitter so we have a lot of like twitter people that respond to us which is very nice thank you twitter people thank you twitter people i appreciate you (laughs) thank you for listening to our podcast like that's so nice of you (laughs) thank you so much for listening to our podcast and listening to us ramble we're at uh Two hours and 50 minutes now. Fuck. <laughs> um, obviously, you won't hear all of that. God should hope you wouldn't have to hear all of that. <laughs> what if we just posted it like this? No, see, if we ever make a Patreon, we might someday. I don't know that have like a single tier, a dollar. And what we do is just post the full episode, but which would be more painful for you. Yeah, that would be a punishment. Yeah, I don't for... think anybody would want that. <laughs> Um, yeah. At some point, I do want to, like, gameplay, post-gameplay on YouTube of us playing some Barbie CD-ROM games. We'll do that eventually. Yeah, if you're interested in that kind of thing, like, maybe hit us up on Twitter, at Barbie Slaps, like we said. Like, just let us know what you're into. Yeah, we're we're thinking about it. We're thinking, we are looking. (laughs) We're just just thinking thinking about about it. it. I'm just thinking about it. Girl, I ain't gonna do it. Girl, I did it. Um, I do have 
access on my computer to uh, the Barbie Princess and the Popper CD-ROM game, which is my personal favorite. Um, I also have the old, old, old Rapunzel game, which we should play. Uh, right, before the film. Yeah. Um, I think I have that one. I can probably get it. My sister is a computer genius. Um, by computer genius, I mean she works in computers and is smarter than I. <laughs> Anyways, we also have a Tumblr. I think that's also Barbie Slaps. Uh, or is it Barbie Movie Slap? I, don't I can know. look it up. I just recently redownloaded Tumblr. So. <laughs> I can't believe you got rid of Tumblr. I had to get rid of Tumblr for my up-and-coming TikTok success. Uh-huh. Okay? I have too many TikTok videos, and my phone is too tiny to support all of that. See, I'm I- not really on TikTok, but I'm still very on Tumblr, and I don't know which is more embarrassing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Our Tumblr is just Barbie slaps. Okay. Yeah, we don't really use it, but there's some stuff on there, and I, we should be posting when episodes come out. So if yeah. you use Tumblr instead of Twitter, like you that's can, there too. Um, it's a shared account between the two of us, so I don't think you can like instant message it, but you can send like the fan mail stuff. So, I actually think somebody sent me a message on the Barbie slaps Tumblr once, and then I like made it a joint account. And then it was gone forever. Oh no, that's so, so sad. So if that was you, I am so sorry. <laughs> it's dead now. Anyways, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm Ray. In case you forgot, I'm Ted. Um, we realized last couple episodes we just haven't been introducing ourselves, <laughs> which is what podcast people do. They're like, "What's up, y'all? You're ready to party?" And then they introduce themselves. Yeah, we should be doing that. I like. I listen to new podcasts, and I don't know who those people are. Do you know who we are? Do you know what we're about? We're about Barbie and how much it slaps. Um, but yeah, I'm Ted. Oh, yeah. Because because our... Oh, God, I forgot our ending because it's been so long. Hey, Ted. Hey, Ray. What's up? <laughs> Barbie movie slaps. Barbie movie slaps so hard. <laughs> the 12 Dancing Princesses slaps. You, yourself, person listening, you slap. Barbie movie slap. (laughs) Yes, Barbie movie slap. Thanks for listening. Bye.